Hey there, believers. Let's get through this commercial break first so we can enjoy a full show. Want to be prepared for anything that 2024 throws at you from day-to-day life to a national emergency? From the office to the outdoors, then check out SquatchSurvivalGear.com. All packs are made in America, and all components of all packs are made in America. From the fabric to the frame, so you're supporting multiple small businesses when you shop with Squat Survival Gear. Chris, the owner, is a military vet, so all packs are made beyond mil-spec. These things are bomb-proof, and I use my gear daily. I use the Mothman pack going back and forth to work, and my Rock Ape pack stays loaded out in the Jeep. Go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and get the piece of gear for the peace of mind today. Use promo code BUMP24 to save 15% site-wide. That's B-U-M-P-24 to save 15% site-wide. Don't get taken advantage of anymore. Don't feed greedy companies. Buy local, buy small, buy from people who actually care. Buy Minutemen Outfitters. Minutemen Outfitters is a small American business dedicated to providing nylon tactical and survival gear using the highest quality USA source material available at common man prices. Check them out on Instagram. It's Minutemen Outfitters 1776, all one word. Once you see their logo, you'll know why I reached out to these guys and I was pleasantly surprised at the quality of their products and just how friendly these guys are. They're, they're local to us here. Um, good Appalachian guys. All right, so give them some support. Go check them out. Minutemen Outfitters 1776 on Instagram. You won't be disappointed. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. So now that we have this knowledge, we have to remember to walk in 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. believers i got a great episode for you this week at least i hope you enjoy it um instead of bringing on a guest this week i'm doing a very rare solo episode um and 
in a sense, it's solo. What I'm doing is presenting most, if not all, of what I've collected regarding the Eliud phenomena that's going on. Um, what this is going to consist of is I will play all three episodes of the Eliud series. Um, the first time I spoke to Denise about Harry, the second time, and then the final time. Um, I'll go into details about what's happening currently or the most up-to-date information that I have here in just a moment. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope that you share the show. I hope you would, uh, I hope that this, you know, is something that, uh, you can, you can ponder, you know, something that gives you something to think about because I've thought a lot about this and I'm not trying to put all my eggs in one basket, but until I hear something or I find something out or experience something firsthand that disproves this, this is where I'm at right now as far as um, what Bigfoot is. And I'm open to discussion. I'm open to talk about it. If you have a physical encounter experience, I still want to hear it, okay? If you have a completely woo-woo experience, I want to hear it. Um, it might help help me to understand in a different direction, you know? So if, if you have an, ex an experience that does not jive with what I'm talking about or where I'm at, please come on the show and talk to me. Help me to understand better, okay? Um, until then, this is where I'm at. Um, it makes a lot of sense to me. It answers pretty much any question I have up to this point. So I would I would love to learn more if I'm wrong or if I'm just out in the weeds somewhere. Um, so just relax, enjoy this. I know it's a whole lot because uh, not only am I sharing those three episodes, I'm sharing clips from other episodes that kind of uh, lend uh, some more information to this theory, okay? So I know it's a lot. Listen to it as you can. You know, if it takes you all week, if it takes you a couple of weeks, that's fine. Um, it'll be there. So just give it a, give it a start see where you're at. If you've heard some of this already, that's fine. Um, there's going to be new information, um, and, and clips that you might want to hear again. So just give it a shot, listen to it. I hope it blesses you. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope if nothing else, it provides you for a few hours of entertainment. All right. I love you guys. Thanks for all the support and God bless. I heard about my, my family, other members have had encounters and they've told me about different things. And, you know, I, I believed it because they always had more than one person with them. So there was more than just one person saying that these things happened, but I always didn't want to believe. And I liked not believing because I was always afraid of running into one of them. We're having an encounter. And um, so I live in the woods and um, I'm pretty much isolated. And uh, I do have a neighbor about 500 feet away from me. And um, some strange thing just started happening. And this was not this previous March, but the March before when I would take my dog out 
do her business and she has this thing she likes to go back into the woods to do her thing and I would hear these banging noises and I, I just couldn't figure out what they were and it always happened every time I'd, I'd come out my front door I'd hear bang I'd come out and go to go to work I'd hear bang I'd come home at work at midnight and I'd hear bang all this banging and it just continued and continued and continued. And then one day I was taking my dog to go to the bathroom and we were walking back to the trail I made back in the woods because like I said, she won't poop in the yard. She's got to go back in the woods. And there was a tree across it, nice big sized tree branch. And uh, I was wondering, oh, what the hell? So I walk over it. I'm doing that for a while. And then I tripped over it one time and I got pissed off. So I went and got my clipper thing and I, I cut it. I cut it back. And this, this was leading up to May, the end of May around Memorial Day. I'm sitting on my porch. It was about 11 o'clock at night. And all of a sudden, my dog wanted in. So I got up, let her in. And I sat back down. And I heard this weird noise. And then all of a sudden, I heard this loud scream. And it was like a woman screaming bloody murder. And then after the scream, I would hear a whoop, whoop. And I think, what the hell was that? I thought, you know, somebody, and I'm thinking, oh my God, that's not human. It was just too loud and it just echoed. And I, I went in the house thinking, I don't know, I don't know what that was. And I'm Googling all these different wild animals that uh, I know live around here. And I couldn't associate anything with it. So I kept telling myself, okay, it was an owl. It had to be an owl. So I, I just went around everything and the tree knocks were still continuing. I'd hear these, those all the time. At the time, I didn't know they were tree knocks. I just thought somebody was back there banging. And then it got really weird is because I would come out like at four o'clock in the morning to smoke a cigarette on the porch and I'd hear bang then. Hmm. It like happened 24 seven. It was like something was always there. And anytime I came outside or even my son would come outside would hear these bangs. So two weeks after I heard the scream, I'm sitting on my porch. It was about 11.30 at night. My dog comes running back up. She wants in the house. I let her in. I sit back down again. And I can hear something grunting and growling at me. It was like 50 feet away from me. That's where the wood line is from my deck. And I'm listening and I think, okay, maybe a deer. And then I waited and then I heard it again. And then I heard it again and it was like a steady thing. And I, I just, that's no deer. And I got up and I just went in the house and I just tried to forget about it. But in the meantime, the knocks were still going on. I'm hearing the bang, bang. And uh, it was about two weeks after that, I heard that noise again. And then I heard that scream again. And then I heard the undine with the whoop, whoop. And I just, I went back in the house and I, I didn't come out too much anymore in the evenings. I just stayed in the house. Yeah. And um, the knocks continued and nothing really major was going on, just the knocks. And um, I think it was around August. And uh, I got home late from work. It was around midnight and I'm taking my dog out to do her thing. And we're going back towards the woods and she wants to go in a little bit further than, than what she normally did. And 
I, I was hearing the knocks and then all of a sudden it's like the, they intensified. I'm hearing bang, 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 bang. And I'm thinking, I don't know what the hell that is. It's like, come on, dog, hurry up and piss. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and the dog just froze. And all of a sudden it sounded like somebody took a giant crane and just dumped logs down through the trees. And I, I froze. I just completely froze. And then I felt something like some sort of force hit me. And I looked at the dog, the dog looked at me. I'm telling you, we ran, we ran back to the house and um, I put pee pads down. My dog wouldn't go back outside. And I was kind of glad because I didn't want to go back outside because I didn't know what happened. But that's when I start wondering if maybe it was a Bigfoot. Yeah. And I, I talked to my brother about it. He seems to be pretty knowledgeable about it. And he's telling me to do all these different things. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that. He says, well, leave it gifts. I said, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. So I thought about it for a while. And then one day I, I went back and I found this tree. And I started sticking apples in it. And nothing seemed to be taking the apples. And then one day I went back and I found the apple laying on the ground. And I can't say that it actually had a bite taken out of it. It looked like something with claws ripped the apple in half and just wow. threw half of it on the ground and left it there. And I, I thought, I, I don't know of any animal that can do something like that. So I start listening to a couple other people and they, some lady says she likes to leave blueberry bagels with peanut butter. So I start leaving the bagels with peanut butter, stuffing them in the tree and uh, something would take it. And I always wrapped everything in a paper towel and I would go back the next day and I would see like the paper towel leaving a trail, but it didn't look like anything tore it apart. It looked like it actually opened it up. Wow. And um, still hearing the tree knocks and it, it would just, that would go on for a really long time until uh, about October. I'm still putting stuff back in the tree. And then one day I'm going back, I'm, I'm making him peanut butter sandwiches. He like chocolate chip cookies, um, bananas. And uh, one day I'm going back to put something in the tree. And I believe he left me a gift. And it was a neck bone, a vertebrae bone. It was right on the trail. So I picked it up, kept it. And about a couple of weeks later, I'm going back. And then I see in another part of the trail that I used when I go back, there was pretty nice size, big bone, another bone. Really? And I just thought, okay, well, I guess he's leaving me gifts. And then in, uh, there was another time I went back and I seen two more bones laying on the trail and they looked different to me. So I didn't pick them up. I left them back there for a few days and after a few days, the bones disappeared. Uh, it's like, I guess he took them back. But um, like in October, when everything was just starting to fall down and the leaves were changing and everything, we had some loggers uh, pretty close to me because I live by these clearings, these pipelines that run through the woods. And that's what I believe drew him mm -hmm. to the area where I'm at because we have a lot of deer. And... Uh, 
I'm hearing all this ruckus back here. I'm hearing bangs on one side and to yell, it's like something was running through the woods and just banging. And I was sitting on the porch again and my dog's out in the yard and she's doing circles. She was really upset. So I got her to, to go into the house and I just sat back down and then I stood up and for some reason, something just told me, look over here. And I looked and about 150 feet away from me over some sumac trees and they were about four foot high. I can see this creature standing there from the waist up. Oh. And I mean, he, he was like a reddish brown. He stood so still, he had his eyes closed. His eyes were the size of eggs, but they were closed. And he had this look on his mouth. I could, you couldn't see like he really had lips or anything, but he had this like grim, a frown. And he didn't move a muscle. And he had like a cone forehead. He had the long hair. And he didn't look like he had a neck, but then again, his hair was long. But what shocked me was he didn't look as gorilla-like to me. He looked more manly to me. His face looked like a man's face. It didn't look like a monkey. It didn't look like a gorilla. Yeah. It looked like a man, but it was like worn, like leathery. He had no hair on his face. And I just stood there and I stared at him and I was just amazed and just stared. And something told me to turn. So I turned away and then I looked and he was gone. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just, it was just mind blowing. That's and um, shortly after that, there was one night I'm out there at night and he's still banging. I'm still leaving him stuff. He's still leaving me bones. I'm finding more bones. And um, I'm taking the dog out to pee. And I asked, I said, will you please stop doing that? You're creeping me out. It scares me when you're back there making all that banging noise. And it never happened again. Really? Never happened again. I can hear knocks occasionally way back in the woods. Yeah. But I don't hear them from the area where I was hearing them all the time. He has, there's some kind of structure back here. I can see it. But I've walked back towards it a couple of times. And when I do that, I'm walking and all of a sudden I hear boom, like right next to me. He throws oh. stones at me, I believe. Oh. So I don't think he wants me back here. I leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. But yeah, but there's like different different things he does with trees back here. He um big long pieces of tree just stuck in the ground. And at first I thought they were just dead trees. And then I went over one day and I'm shaking one and I could just pull it out of the ground. I was just like, oh shit, I'm sticking that back in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing with this stuff no more. And um, people talk about the mind speak. And uh, I've had a lot of occasions where like a thought comes into my head and it's not hearing voices, definitely not hearing voices. But it's like a thought comes into my head and it's like, kind of how am I thinking about that? Right. And I, I believe that it tries to communicate. And so there's times where I'm open to it. And um, I guess we have conversations. He's told me numerous things. Some of them very frightening. 
and I'm not going to get into, but other things that spark interest in who he is, why he's here. And I, I just, I believe that uh, his, another thing is his eyes glow. I've seen, I, I got pictures of the eye glow, but I, whenever I get the picture of it, it's like maybe he's turning his head. And since his eyes are so far apart, I'm only picking up one of them in the photographs. Wow. And I have another picture where I thought he had a footprint where he took a pretty nice sized dump and he peed everywhere. And I took, went over and took a picture of it. The next day I go back and there's a tree branch bent, twisted and bent down through the trees right over top of it. Oh. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm not taking that more. <laughs> Fine. And I've had problems with my kayaks getting knocked down. And, you know, I asked him, please don't do that. And he, it stops. I have video camera surveillance outside and I have video loss. And then I'll get up the next morning and I'll see sticks stuck in the trees around my place. Oh, my goodness. And, um, you know, it's like I told him, please don't do that no more. I'm not going to check the cameras if you're roaming around the yard. I don't care. Just do your thing. Yeah. That freaks my son up when he wakes up and sees that the, there's video loss on the cameras. He thinks, you know, that I have to go out and buy new ones. So, uh, you know, it's it just very strange things. Yeah. And um, I don't believe, I, I think if he wanted to hurt me, he would hurt me but he hasn't, he's never done anything aggressive. I just believe that he's just very peaceful. Yeah. And we haven't really interacted recently. Oh, there was one thing over before winter time came because he didn't come around when there was snow on the ground. Very seldom, I would put stuff out there for him and I'd end up going back and getting it and throwing it away. It would sit there for so long. But when it was starting to get cold, I'm walking along the trails and I'm seeing these sticks on the ground arranged in a certain way. And it looked like, like an H, but the middle line that goes across to connect the H was more of a slant. And then there was just one stick there and I'm looking and I'm thinking, oh, he makes a messed up H and he's just maybe saying hi. Uh. I don't know, you know, if that's something he's doing. And I just ignored it. And like two weeks later, I go back in the woods and I see the same thing on the trail. Another where he did it bigger this time. And same I'm shape. same, same exact thing. It was wow. the same. So I start Googling ancient alphabets and different things. And I actually found something, the elder food cart maroons. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that from what, the Vikings used that yeah. to communicate. And uh, I heard and read different accounts of where the Vikings had uh, accounts with them. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it means something. Maybe they learned something if they had interactions with the Vikings. Yeah. But still, I just ignored it. And then we, we, it was starting to get cold and it was raining and they were calling for ice. And the next morning I go outside on my porch to take my dog out to pee. And I look up in this tree, it's right by my porch and I see this H figure, it was sticks. And this eye thing just, just hanging down. And according to the food cart runes, that H thing means hazard, pale, and the straight one means ice, Isa. 
Oh, wow. And I'm thinking, well, okay, dig out, man. He's warning me that we're getting an ice storm, so I'm going to be really careful driving tonight. And, hey, I was really careful driving. I was watching out. And uh, I'm a janitor. I clean dialysis clinics. And um, I'm going to take the trash out to the dumpster. When I fall on my ass on the ice. Hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, maybe that's what he was trying to warn me. (laughs) It's just strange. The communication and the type of relationship we have. I respect him. He respects me. I don't go anywhere near where he's thrown rocks at me before where I get where I, if I'm walking back here, I stay away from his area. Yeah. Like, okay, that's your space. This is my space. I get it. And um, we just, and if people come to the house or something, you don't hear nothing. He's really quiet. Yeah. My brother was here doing some work on my place and he said, I didn't hear no knocks. I says, no, I don't think you would. I don't think you would. Wow. Denise, I got so many questions. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> you, you really blew my mind. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. This is amazing stuff and i'm so glad that i dug through those emails and found you (laughs) um okay when you heard the bangs like for months and months we're hearing those bangs were they coming from one location the whole time or were they coming from like several like he was communicating with somebody else no they were coming from this one location where like i said i it looked like he had a a stick teepee back there my neighbor over on the other side that I said it's 500 feet away from me, he's got a junkyard going on. He's got all kind of junk cars back in the woods back there. Yeah. And you could just see this one big wide tree and all these sticks going around it. Hmm. And I, I, that's where most of the noises were coming from. Okay. It was like he was just staying back. I don't know if he was watching me or if that was his spot or, I, you know, I thought maybe he was hurt and that's why he was staying there for so long. I don't know. Right. Well, um, I had a question about the gifting too. You said that you were giving him apples at first. Yeah. Well, I just talked to somebody last week, actually from West Virginia, which is mm-hmm. not far from where you're at. Right. Um, and he said that he was gift with apples, but he learned that the the people the the creatures the the Bigfoot whatever on his property favored uh, Macintosh apples over red delicious apples that's so funny you would say that because i call him harry he seems to prefer apples that i buy from one of the local farms to giant eagles apples he won't touch a giant eagle apple really <laughs> well see that's that's why i was wondering you, you said he looks like he just tore one in half and i thought might have been a red yeah. delicious you know <laughs> actually it was a giant eagle uh fuji apple <laughs> was it are, yeah. are you are you still gifting now that it's warmer uh, warmer weather? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, I find he likes pop tarts. Oh yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, oh, I, I <coughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. No 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 no. You you got this. Um, you call him. You you got me saying it too. Him. Uh, yeah. Are you are you sure it was a male? Uh, it wasn't a female. Or? I just, it was a male okay. no it was a male and i believe he's an adolescent 
And I, I'd say he's about eight foot tall. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Next question. And uh, thank you for humoring me with all this. Because every time I look down, it's not at my phone. I'm taking notes here. I, <laughs> I, I just use pen and paper. I'm old. So uh, you said that his, his hair was like a reddish brown. Mm -hmm. uh, and that he didn't have any hair on his face. He was, he was like a man. Can, can you describe yeah. the face a little more? Like uh, you did a great job talking about the mouth is real thin lipped and, and that his eyes were egg shaped. What color was his skin? His skin was like a rust color, the same color as his hair, but some of his hair was lighter. It looked like he, you know, he spent some time out in the sun. Yep. Yep. So some, like, it, like you could tell, like, you know, he spent some time out in the sun, but his skin was pretty much the same color as his hair. But, you know, there's a difference between hair and skin and you could tell it. I mean, his face was like leathery. His cheekbones were really prominent. It, it looked like he didn't have much of a lip, but the, the, his grimace was like that. His nose was not real big. He didn't have a really big nose. He had really big eyes, but like I said, his eyes were sealed tight closed and it looked like half an egg, you know, big. And um, he had, I couldn't tell if he had eyebrows or not, but you could see that there was the bone there, the ridge bone. Yeah. And then the forehead that went like a comb and his hair just hung down, you know, just how like long, mine does. How long was his hair? His hair went down over his shoulders. Really? Yeah. That, that's why it looked like he didn't have a neck. The hair just blended in down around his chest. Yeah. You know, and I've heard this from a lot of people on other shows that um, mm -hmm. when you get into the East Coast, you know, up in our neck of the woods, that these Sasquatch or these Bigfoot look more like people you know like a real tall athletic built not real bulky yeah wiry yeah was he wiry yeah muscular yeah yeah um yeah that's what they say and that's what led um i want to mention him again wes garmer on on sasquatch chronicles uh, yeah. he mentioned that maybe that there's different types out there you know and that our type would look more like a really tall man. He's and people say that they have more like Native American features of the face. You know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. Very. I've looked at pictures of. Uh, out of curiosity, I, I glanced yeah. through some internet pictures of early American Indians, and I mean, they're 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 like faces are chiseled. Oh yeah, beautiful and, faces. Yeah, yeah. Because that was one of the things that struck me when I'm staring at him is, wow, you're awesome. Yeah. You know, but still, I didn't want to get close. Right. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> and I still don't. I still don't spend much time outside after dark. Yeah. Um, if he's there, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted to ask you, too. And you said that his eyes can glow. Yes. Um, like produce their own light? or Yeah. Okay. It's like flashlights. Wow. It's his, his eyes are illuminating and they're huge. There was one night I was coming home from work and as I'm driving in my road. There's a little bend and then we have the clearing where the gas line is. And um, yeah, I could see uh, 20 different eye shines going on. I, I knew they were deer. Right. And then the one that caught my attention was one way up higher than the deer were. 
the eye shine was bigger and the eye shine was further apart. But the eye shine is always like a bright white. Really? When I say I don't see different colors and, you know, that we talk about the mind speak thing. Uh, he told me stay away from the ones with the red eyes are dangerous. Really? He told me there's different types. He also told me that there's Native American gorillas and they get mistaken for Bigfoot a lot. So I'm so glad you're telling me this. I've never heard anything like this before. And I was, I was getting down to the mind speak questions and I, I really appreciate you saying this. Uh, Native some deep stuff here. Huh? It's some deep stuff he told me. Well, I, anything that you can share, and like you said, it'll help somebody else, you know, to, to learn, to hear. Maybe they have a similar story. Um, For some, sometimes, you know, he has me, it's like, I get that, that, that thing, and then all of a sudden, it sparks my interest, and I want to research it. And something keeps taking me back to the, the prophets in, in, in the Old Testament. And it takes, you know, the book of Enoch, I start reading that. Yeah. And um, they talk about Elijah being the hairy prophet. You know, he was a hairy man and he can run faster than a chariot. And he was also the last prophet of his type to walk the earth. But also when he was in his time, this Jezebel, she was killing all of the Lord's prophets. And I'm not religious. I don't, I don't like or, organized religion at all. But that's why it struck me as odd that I'm starting to you know, get a really big interest in this stuff. Yeah. And um, they, there was another guy, he took two groups of 50 of these prophets that I believe were all hairy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, he hid them in caves. So they wouldn't be murdered. And from what I read is the only prophet that wasn't married and have children was the weeping prophet. And I think that was Jeremiah. So, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe these, I, I, I get this feeling like maybe they're related somewhere, they're ancestors of these banished prophets. Yeah. You know, being that they look so much like a hairy man, like they like the description. And then you have the eye glow in the book of Enoch, it talks about Moses having the eye glow. Wow. And then you know, he told me there were good ones and there were bad ones. Just like us. Yeah. We're no different. Well, no, we're not. That's for sure. And and there was one time I don't like my neighbor's cat. And I believe me, I'm not an animal abuser. I love animals, but I don't <laughs> like that cat. And I'm back there one day and I'm going, hey, Harry, kill Judy's cat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I got this, this thing like, I don't just murder. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we do. Oh, I'm wow. not killing Judy's cat. Wow. So, you know, that, that's when I stopped being afraid of, yeah. of him. You know, that I, I walk up and down my road here and I walk my dog. And about half a mile going to the right, there's a stop sign and it's all twisted and mangled. And it could have been a car that did it, I don't know. But directly across from it, there's this huge tree bent in half stuck in between these two branches. Mm. 
And I'm looking down there, and uh, I don't think no man did that. <laughs> and uh, I, try, I don't know if any machine can do that either. And, yeah. you know, there's another way where I walk to the to the left and go down that way. I get maybe a half a mile down that way. And I look up and I start noticing. I look for stuff like this now where I seen another tree branch, just a big tree bent in half stuck in between these two branches. Hmm. And it's like, maybe it's marking its territory. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's boundary lines, you know. It could be, it could be. But um, yeah, I have uh, audio of the tree knocks, I've recorded it took pictures of the different things that he's done. Um, I've seen orbs in my yard. That's, that's, I, don't, I can show you my list. It says <laughs> lights, right? <laughs> lights. Yeah, I got a, I actually have an 11 minute video of orbs. Okay. Now, oh, man. I was at work and my son calls me and he goes, hey mom, someone's out by the garbage cans with a flashlight. And I says, well, write down what time it is. I'll check it out when I get home. I come home, I was, it blew my mind. My goodness. So I recorded it on my phone. It's just really amazing. And then yeah. I have other, there's three orbs that just zoomed right around my house. My cameras pick this stuff up. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, these orbs, do they happen around the same time? Well, I guess he, he's really active, so it's hard to say yes or no. But it's hard to say. He's really active, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, are the lights, you know, around him or before him, after him kind of thing? Or what the hell are these lights? <laughs> Do you have any idea? Yeah. The, well, the main thing is I usually see the lights where the gas line is, where the time when I came in and the deer were and he was there. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll see them over in there. Huh. And then it get real big like a basketball and then it gets real small and then it gets real big. It's really okay. interesting. Yeah, it's wild. And then it moves back and forth. When it, when it's getting bigger and smaller, is it getting closer and further away, or is it just literally growing in one spot? It looks like it's just growing in one spot. Wow. Getting really big. And then you'll see another part, like, pop off of it, and then another one pops up next to it, and then they interjoin again. And really? then it gets big, like it's, like, pulsating. It's really cool. What do you think that is? I think it's, I think they're interdimensional. I believe that uh, that's another way they get around. Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, why do you just find one footprint? Yeah, I know. I, I asked that question too. I'm like, you'll see tracks going through a field and then the footprints end and yeah. oh, where, where they go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's oh. like, do they just, you know, I believe they're inter, interdimensional. And especially from the force I felt that time when I believe it, they called bluff charge me. Yeah. And scared yeah. the crap out of me. I bet. That, that force, I felt that once before in my lifetime. Um, I had a, I, well, literally I died. Um, I had an accident back in, I was about a mile and a half back in the woods and uh, they had rescue teams out looking for me and uh, the helicopters. And uh, I was told that they picked up three things that they thought were bears coming towards where I was at and that's how they found me and I always thought okay bears but now I question that I do yeah. question but um I I when they found me I was I had hypothermia I was in really bad shape 
And I, I remember leaving my body and I was just going up. And I can hear, I was aware of everything that was going around me, but I was just going up. And I, that's where I felt that before. That, that thing that I felt when he was bluff charging me. I felt that when I had that near death experience, I don't know what it was, because once I hit that, I turned around and I looked down and I seen myself laying on the ground. Hmm. I seen the firemen around me pronouncing me dead and my eyes were hollow. And then it's like just in a split second, I gasped for air and I was okay. And they got me out of the woods. But it's, it, it felt like the same thing. Yeah. There's some, yeah, yeah. That's why I believe there, there's something spiritual going on. I do too. I don't know. I think people call them Nephilim. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's something I don't know yet. Oh. You know, that's another thing that, you know, on my show, more than other shows I've heard, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff that's kind of fringe. Um, but when people have near-death experiences or actually cross over for a minute, you know, it seems like that puts you in tune with something else. It, yeah. Like it opens you up. Yeah. Um, it changed me. <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible. Um, can I get real personal and I can I can pause it if you want me? Um, how did you how did you die out there? Like what happened? Um, I was going through a really bad time, and yeah. I took every pill I can get my hand on and just ran back in the woods. I wanted yeah. to die. Yeah. I tried to commit suicide. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm glad you're here. Oh, me too. <laughs> that's that's what I um I just did a an episode on Sundays. I just started doing it on you know on Sunday mornings. I'll put out an episode. And last week it was about suicide. You know about how life gets better. Yeah. And I've I've been there. You know I've been close to there. I thought about it, and I just I'm very grateful that you're here. That whoever or whatever led them to you and brought you back to us. Exactly. Exactly. I believe that. Yeah. I'm so glad. Uh, and I, I believe that's why maybe he came to me. I don't know, but at yeah. first it seemed like he didn't want me in his woods. You know? <laughs> well, maybe he's just keeping an eye on you, you know? Yeah, it could be. It could be. They, they call them watchers. Maybe they, that's true. I don't know. Maybe. He's, He's going to make sure that uh, you stay curious enough to, to keep your thoughts positive. You know, maybe, maybe he's just trying to try to keep your mind going on other things, you know, keep, keep your spirits up. Oh yeah. This was back in 2012. It's been some time. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no more of those thoughts. Don't want to go Good. through that again. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Me too. I'm, I'm, I moved on. Like I said, it gets better. Life gets good. Not every day. Good. Not every right. day. Some days absolutely suck, but you know, all around. Yeah. Okay. So this uh, this force that hits you, and you you've had that one other feeling. Do you think that when you were passing that force was that you was like a 
you think maybe that was you going into the next dimension or it wouldn't let me in what i was you? trying i was i was trying i was pushing with my hands and i, yeah. I couldn't get through it wouldn't let me in wow wow and when you i guess when you it got, wasn't my turn that's exactly it and see yeah. i i know you say you're not for organized religion and you know I don't think even Jesus was for organized religion too much. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't buy that. Uh, there's a big difference between, you know, faith and religion. Huge difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that, yeah. when you were with your dog and you felt that force, uh, I know you've done a lot of studying and stuff like that on the, on the topic. Do you think that was infrasound maybe? Uh, where they hit you with that, yeah. that subsonic frequency to put the fear in you and yeah 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 and the time that uh he threw a rock back at me when i was getting pretty close to his stick tp yeah i turn around and i start getting out of the woods and i got lost really <laughs> and, you know i know where i'm at i was kind of lost as i'm trying to leave the woods because it's like oh, okay it's time to get out of here but uh, i caught myself walking over in an area that i know i'm not supposed i don't walk over there that's not the way i got there and it took me a few minutes to get my head together. And then I just got out of the woods the way I always go in. But I, I was kind of lost for a few minutes. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I bet that's what it was. I bet, you know, that disorientating, yeah. disorienting feeling. Wow. Yeah. You have so much no, going we on. We, yeah. We don't mind speak so much. And the last time that I, I felt that we had that encounter, um, it was like, he's telling me, I know it makes you sick because it does. It, it leaves me feeling terrible afterwards. Really? Yeah, wow. I feel crappy. I feel drained. I feel brain fog going on. Yeah. And just, just really not myself. Yeah. Uh, there's so many questions that, nobody has answers to i, I want to know so much about like how they're doing this you know and what they are yeah um that you might be onto something you know it's like an ancient you know uh yeah an ancient tribe of people you know yeah um, yeah that survived all these years i mean they're the ultimate survivor people you know yeah yeah for sure you know i think it's yeah. awesome and they're peaceful the one, the encounter I had with the one I had, peaceful. Yeah. You could tell it was peaceful. They don't want to hurt nobody. All right. They want to be alone. Well, you know, people talk about how scary these encounters are, and I'm sure they are. They um, are. Yeah. But I've, I'm yet to hear about an encounter where a Bigfoot, you know, just kicks the shit out of somebody, you know, <laughs> or... <laughs> I, I never see a physical attack. It, there'll be intimidation. Exactly. You know, there's exactly. intimidation for sure, but there's no physicality to it. Right. It's like they want to scare you off or, you know, that's it. You know, there's no violence going on. Right. And just because they're so big and loud, I think, you know, sometimes that amps up the fear factor too. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I would... 
I'd be scared to death if I saw one. I'm not going to lie. You know, I want to see one from a, di- like, like you had that 50 yard away yeah, encounter. Yeah, I was on my front porch, two feet away from my front door. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Let me be inside or in a, you know, yeah. in a secure vault or something. <laughs> Just let me see one. Yeah, that's that's another reason why I don't like being outside at night is because I don't want to have nighttime encounters. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't blame you. There, there's times I've taken the dog out to pee and I can smell it. It smells terrible out there. You know, it's weird. This is that that makes three times I've looked down at my paper at a word and you said that word. That's the third time I looked down at smell because I, I had that down with a question mark. <laughs> and you said yeah. it. And the last time I looked down at lights and you said orbs. <laughs> so oh, well, that's too much. But yeah, yeah. I know what rigor smells like in, in the dialysis clinics I clean, they have the uh, Sharpies laying around and that's blood in your neck. It's that's it smells like that, the rigor, the the blood and decay mixed with a little bit of skunk. Yeah. And I, I believe that's more like it smells more like an ammonia type smell, mm-hmm. and maybe it's you know, urine. Yeah, it could be. Wow. Well, one last thing. Uh, you you said something that I have never heard of, and it intrigues me. I'm going to look it up just to see. But you you said that they spoke to you about Native American gorillas. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, are they talking about like a species of ape that's are, that's out here too? That's native to this North America. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I, I wonder if that's not what they call swamp ape. Yeah. Um, but I heard they're pretty mean and they're small, much smaller than a typical Bigfoot that we have like in the woods. But he also said that they're mean. <laughs> Don't mess with those. And the ones with the red eyes. Red eyes. Well, you just got, you blew my mind. I did not expect all this. Uh, I, I don't talk to too many people about it. <laughs> I appreciate you talking to me about it. Uh, this is This is fantastic. I'm sure that there'll be people listening that are going to send emails like, why didn't you ask this? Why didn't you ask that? But I can't think of any other questions. I'm just, this has been such a good conversation. You, you really opened up and let me into your world with Bigfoot here. And I, I appreciate it. That's all I can think of to say. Um, He's a good neighbor. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I think he is. Yeah. I'm cool with it. I just, like I said, I don't go out there at night. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's another thing. You're you're respecting his boundaries. Exactly. And whenever you just say the word, he respects your boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah. And he understands what I'm saying. That's yeah. another thing. That's that, just really. I mean, yeah, there was another time I forgot about this one. I'm back here. And uh, this was like in early October somewhere. It was after I seen him. And I'm back in the woods and I'm thinking and feeling sorry for myself saying, you haven't left me a bone in a while. Well, and then I said, I feel so bad. Am I taking all your bones? The next day I go back and I'm not lying. In the spot where he leaves me the two bones before, 
there is a pile of bones. I picked <sighs> them all up. I counted 33 bones. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought, oh, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cracked. I have all the bones. They're all out in my shed. Yeah. That is so awesome. And another thing that I love is, you know, you've you've smelled the urine, you've been around the, the piles of poop, you've got whatever bones he's left behind, you've got the, the food remnants, and you're not talking about sending it all off to get tested and trying to no. validate that stuff through some organization. And I, I respect that so much. No, I've never do that to him. You know, I, I call him my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And he has just as much right as we do. And he's just as, he's, I don't know how much human he is, but right. he's like a person to me. I, I believe that they're, they're forced people. Yeah. Yeah. They have a right to live. Yeah. And I would never, I don't need to send anything out. I don't need to have anybody tell me that, that okay, that verifies that they, they exist because I know they exist. I know what I saw. I know what my interactions have been. I mean, bones don't, don't mysteriously appear on path, you know? right. especially when they weren't there, you know, in the morning and then, you know, go down the next day and there they are. That yeah. just don't happen. No, not and, 32 and of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Not that anybody could come searching through here for them because they, you know, they probably get shot, Right. but you know, they don't like strangers roaming around these parts. And another thing that's funny about it is we're, I live by a fresh waterway. And um, it's actually drinking water. It's a reservoir. There you go. And uh, that, that's where I think he has hung around. And there's been sightings there before. Yeah. Okay. So he's pretty close to that. He has access to that. I mean, he has the best of it. He has the deer, the, uh, the fresh water. Yeah, and pop tarts. And I'm sure the pop tarts, <laughs> like pop tarts, definitely. I don't like leaving him a lot of candy and cookies because I don't want to rot his teeth. But you know. <laughs> yeah, someone told me, why don't you leave him some fresh meat? And I'm thinking, yeah, I, I'm sure my neighbors with their cows, you know, if he gets a taste for it, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. You gotta yeah, you got to think about stuff like that. Yeah. When I, I used to work in a state park here in West Virginia, and I had uh, I had the luxury. I worked in the wildlife exhibit, and we had black bears and mountain or uh, bobcats, not mountain lions, oh, yeah. uh, bobcats and black bears and stuff like that, and uh, wild boars. And I would sneak the black bears, Mandy and Rascal. They were like twenty years old. I would sneak them sweets, you know, like donuts and nutty bars and stuff like that and yeah. <laughs> i was talking you know the veterinarian that we had on staff or not you know on call he would come up and check every once in a while and i asked him you know i was like i'm not gonna make these bears diabetic am i you know he said you could feed that bear 20 pounds of chocolate and it's not gonna hurt that bear he said it's <laughs> they work a little differently than you do <laughs> you know and i was like <laughs> Maybe I'll get him some snicker bars or something. Yeah, so don't be afraid. Let's let's get him a, a big gulp or something. Get, get him out there. Something different, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, Denise, thank you so much for this. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about? No, I don't think so. I think that was it.
Yeah, I haven't had an encounter with a dog, man, but I'm not looking forward to having one. So no, I kind of go. No, because no, nothing know, else. I I didn't even believe in dog man until here lately, and I'm like, I'm starting yeah. to open up to it, and I don't think it's natural. I, I yeah. think it, I think it's something dark, and I don't like that. So yeah, that's what I think too. I don't want that's one I don't want to mess with as much as I like dogs. Don't want to mess with the dog man. No don't way. Want to see one. No mm. way. <laughs> well, this has been one of my favorite conversations of all time. So I really, really thank you for this. Um, if anything else goes on, holler at me. Please shoot me an email. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be moving in a few months. Curious to see what happens there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe he'll follow you. Uh, yeah, hey, that's cool. But from what I understand, where I'm moving to, they've had sightings there. Maybe I'll get to meet a new one. Now, that's the first conversation I had on air about Harry, okay? Um, in this next segment, I'm going to play it through, and you will hear how there's like a character development, okay? Um, we, we learned some things. She explained the encounter. Um, but now, in this next... Um, next session that we had you get to hear more of how he is revealing himself and trying to persuade the listener into um, his point of view okay it's interesting um, he he reveals who he is what he wants it's it's gonna what he really wants I don't know. What he says he wants will be revealed in this next couple of clips here. Let's go ahead and just listen in. Hey, Denise, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you too. And there's right. no there's no picture on yours, so it just has your name. So whenever we uh, whenever I release the video, I'll just use the, the picture that you gave me. Okay, great. And it can cover everything. You don't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. All Thank right. you. No problem. Well, you know how this goes. Uh, I went ahead and just let it record now instead of waiting. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know if you wanted to jump straight into it because I know you have a whole lot to talk about. And uh, um, yeah, it's amazing. I can't, I can't wait to hear it. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going I'm to recap a few things sure. and um, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to start with some experiences that I've had when I was a child Yes. of some entities that I've seen. And I'm going to start with the first one. I remember I was about, I was about eight and um, I had a newborn baby sister and I was sleeping and something woke me up and I looked where my sister's crib was and I seen a hairy man standing there and I screamed and my mother came running into the room and here, my, my baby sister was having a seizure. Oh my goodness. And when my mother came in, the hairy creature was gone, whatever it was. It, I, I always, as a child, you know, your imagination runs wild. And then I seen this movie on TV, it's back in the sixties about Rumpelstiltskin and it scared the living shit out of me. Right. And from that time on, I slept with my head under the covers all the way until I was 11 years old. And I would see shadows. I seen shadow people. 
And um, I had this little habit of saying things that I thought as a child, you know, it's innocent, but I would say about things that were going to happen. Really? Yeah. And my mother would always tell me, oh, you don't go tell nobody that. Well, my mom, why? I'd ask her why. My mother would tell me, because they'll come get you, put you in a straight jacket, and they'll take you to a hospital, and they'll put you in a vat of water, and they're going to shock you. Oh, gosh. So that shut me up real quick. Yeah. There was a lot of things. I, I, I didn't go into any of those things, but they always, they happened, and I knew they were happening, but I would try to suppress all that because I was afraid they were going to take me in a straight jacket to a hospital, and they were going to torture me. Yeah. So as I got older, I, I started to do that with some of my friends as a teenager. And in that meantime, we moved when I was 11 years old. We moved to a different house. And I wasn't afraid no more. I didn't sleep with my head under the covers anymore. It just like that bad feeling was gone. So I don't know if it was something, some kind of spirit in that place where we were living or some bad aura, something. But something was just really sinister there. And I, I started doing that with friends I had. We would, it was a big joke is if I dreamt that you and your boyfriend were going to break up, it would happen. Wow. And uh, I would be teased about it. And yeah, I just kind of like left that on the wayside and I never really thought about it much. And then when I was about 18, I believe I was attacked by a reptilian. And I believe he was molesting me, but I called out to Jesus and it stopped. But I remember it, it was like for years, I can remember him touching me and it burning, a burning sensation. Now, was this, was, I'm sorry to interrupt, but were, was this happening at home or while you were away? It was what happening when I was at home, hmm. sleeping in my bed. And it responded to the name of Jesus. Yes, it left. Yeah. Wow. And I, I've had other things happen. Like, I, like I, I'd have a dream. There, there was one time I was supposed to go on a date with this guy. He was going to take me for a ride on his motorcycle. And I had a dream about a really bad motorcycle accident. So I canceled the date. There was no way. I just, you know, too many, too many times this has happened where I've dreamt things or, or felt things. And they always happened. So I canceled the date. And then two days later, I get a call from my daughter. A, a mutual friend of our son was killed on a motorcycle. Oh, my God. That very next day. Yeah. Yeah. So that really, that, that freaks me out. But yeah. stuff like that happens to me. I don't know why, but it does. And the most recent one I had was I had a really strong feeling that somebody I knew was going to pass away. And I thought it was going to happen on February 6th. And two days after February 8th on a Tuesday, a very dear friend of mine passed away from COVID. Mm, I'm sorry. So it, stuff like that. Oh, thank you. But stuff like that blows my mind when I get those feelings or, you know, just pre premonitions. And I really don't know where they come from. Well, but I, I think. It sounds like a spiritual me? gift, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you know, I've, I was always told that I was going to get a straight jacket, a tub of water and shocked. So, you know, I, I don't believe I ever fully developed the gifts that God gave me. All right. And then Harry came into my life <laughs> and 
when when Harry came into my life, I was going through a very, very difficult time. I was, I had bought a mobile home, brand new, put it in a park and everything went downhill. Turned out that uh, the landlord was a, is a slumlord and the well water was consistently contaminated. We had sewer in it and everything else. The oh septic was leaking into it. It was terrible. And it, and it became a very long, long battle. And Harry came in, I, I believe he came around in March of 2019 because that's when I start hearing the tree knocks, the banging in the woods. And like I said, that went on up until what was it, June or July, that I heard that scream. Mm-hmm. The woman scream loud. It was like vibrating. And then two weeks later, I hear it again. And then I hear something grunting and growling from the woods. And I knew it wasn't a deer. And then that led up to when he bluff charged me. And yeah, if nobody knows what that is, it's I hear this banging on the trees. I'm getting closer to the woods, taking my dog out to pee. And as I'm getting closer into the woods, the banging's getting louder and faster and louder and faster until it sounds like a bulldozer is coming at you. And then all of a sudden I felt this wave. It just like almost knocked me over, scared the crap out of me and the dog. We looked at each other and ran. And by the way, Harry explained to me what happened. And that this was uh, shortly before I moved. It's really interesting. Yeah. And I talked to a few people, my brother, and um, I have a really good friend who's very spiritual. She would always say, you know, I think he's trying to tell you something. He has a message for you. And then I would see his eyes shine. And like I said before, it's it just bright, illuminating, white. I didn't see green. I didn't see blue, red. It was like a white light from his eyes. And when I take a picture of it, it always showed his one eye, which Mm -hmm. was really interesting. I don't know. I don't know if he turned his head because when I seen him, his head was, his eyes are far apart. But then my brother told me, why don't you start leaving him food? And I, I did. I start leaving him food and he would take it. And then he would leave me the bones. And then this went on, and then he would, in the wintertime, he'd be gone. He would, there, there was no sign of him. I didn't see him. I didn't hear from him. But there was something I didn't say last time we spoke that I wasn't ready to say yet that he told me because he, we would do the, he, he would tell me things. Right. And one of the first things he told me is that wasn't Paul. I mean, that wasn't Jesus that Paul met on the road to Damascus. And I asked him, I said, what? I said, prove it. He said, look around you. What do you think? I said, what do you mean? And he said, I'm telling you, that wasn't Jesus that Paul met on the road to Damascus. And at the time too, I was struggling with my spirituality, my beliefs. Right. And to be honest with you, I've been to 150 different churches in my lifetime, searching, looking for the truth. And I would always cry out to God, who are you? Tell me, tell me the truth. Because I always felt like there was something that I wasn't getting, 
something I wasn't understanding. And then one day, Harry told me it again. And I told him again, prove it. And he said, Google it on your phone. He knows that. And I did, and I came up with uh, a lot of contradictions that I noticed. And there's a book written by Edgar James. It's called Paul the Stranger. And he goes through lists of contradictions. And it, made, it started to make sense to me because I always had a problem doing, with communion and different things. I didn't want to partake in it. Something about it just didn't feel right to me. And so I start reading about these different contradictions. Like in Romans 14, Paul said, Christ died and rose again that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Right. And in Luke 20, Jesus said, now he is not God of the dead, but of the living. And it thought, hmm, maybe Harry's right. Because at this point, I didn't know if Harry was demonic, evil, corrupt. I didn't know. And then I read more. And in Romans 13, 9, Paul said he was talking about all the commandments. And he said that they're all summed up to one. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And then in Matthew 22, 37, Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. And that's when I start thinking, hmm, maybe this is the message that he's here to tell me. Because I always questioned my spirituality. And in the hell that I was living in, I always wondered, why didn't God hear me when I was crying out for help? Why didn't he intervene? Why didn't he do something? How can he let this person treat us like this and give us water? It looks like coffee coming out of the faucet with everything in it and to get away with it. And I didn't understand. And I would talk to Harry about it. And Harry told me a few other things. He'd start telling me that, seek, look, explore, widen your horizons, think outside of the box. So I start Googling things and I come up with the lost books of the Bible mm -hmm. and um, the book of Enoch, which I think is amazing. And my relationship with Harry start getting different to where I would leave him, I would take these the little bite-sized candies and I'd put him in a baggie and put him in the tree where I left him food. And he start leaving me food back instead of bones. Mm. And I just thought that's loving to share your food with somebody that's loving. And I start seeing Harry differently. I didn't see him as a, a scary beast that he was at first. And there was just so many other things I talked about before the two bones that he left me and I didn't take them. And then he took them back 
Right. Well, he left them same two bones for me again. And I did get them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was that was pretty cool. It is interesting. I, oh, it is. I, it is. Um, did he put food in the bag for you? No, he took it out of the bag. The bag was on the ground. And what he would do with the baggies is, you know how you have the strip going across? Yep. He would rip it there across. Instead of opening the baggie, he would rip it. And he would throw both pieces on the ground. And usually the food's gone, the baggies on the ground, but I'd go back and there would be two little candies stuck up in the tree. Huh. And then there was a time I left him a bag of walnuts. And I went back, the baggie was on the ground, ripped open, and there was walnuts left in the tree. And I thought, well, maybe he ripped the bag as he was pulling it out. And I'm looking at the bag. There was no holes in it. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe they just fell out. Cause that, that's something, you know, I want to know. So yeah. I checked and then he would leave me pieces of pop tart cause he loved pop tarts and he would leave me pieces of pop tart back in the tree. And the, the, he always opened them the same way. It was really, really cool. Right. And uh, there, there was one time that I was listening to this other podcast and this woman was talking about how she fed the Sasquatch in her area, sweet potatoes. So I went to the grocery store store, and I bought sweet potatoes and I put them up in the tree in a baggie. And I went back the next day, the baggie was back up in the tree, but the sweet potatoes were all over the ground. <laughs> and I said, Harry, what's up with that? And he said, don't you compare me to the others. I'm not like them. Wow. And that blew my mind. Did he, did he speak back immediately? Like, do you call? Yeah. You speak yeah. He out speak, loud? yeah. Yeah, he always spoke back to me. Yeah. Now, you've also had a lot of things with uh, what looks like runes and symbols. Yeah, yeah, he would leave me a lot of things like that. And uh, like I said before, the one that meant ice hazard. Right. At night, I fell on the ice. Yeah. I was more concerned about driving on it, but here I fell on it. And I thought, gee, Harry was right. And then uh, before I moved, this was when after, you know, he, he would always, I would always talk to Harry about it. I said, Harry, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he'd just tell me, don't worry, everything's going to work out. Trust God. And I said, well, I'm trying to trust God. I pray to God and he doesn't answer me. He says, you're praying to the wrong God. I said, what do you mean? He said, read, read. Look it up, seek it, and read. So I, I found the book of Adam that was taken from the Bible. I found the book of the, the Wisdom of Sophia. Um, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I'm just going to call it the secret book of John, because if you Google that, the same thing comes up as the Acropic book of John. The Apocrypha? A a pocket. I'm bad at pronunciation, but if you do the secret book, the secret book of John, it comes up. And that book is fantastic because it explains so much. I'm writing notes here. I'm sorry. (laughs) My dog a treat to stop her from barking. (laughs) It's all right. I got a dog too. Yeah. I close the door, she'll bark even more. 
but I'm going to try. There we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but in the in in the book, and and even in the book of Adam, they explain how they were created and how it all started. And yeah, everybody, you know. I can't speak or, or preach or tell everybody, well, you got to believe this, but it's, it's an individual thing, I believe. And people have to research it if they're interested for themselves and come to their own conclusions. But based on the things that Harry has told me and what I've read, I can go into a little description of what I've learned is that The true God is a God of light. And that's another thing that happened to me. And I'm going to back up and talk about that real quick. Please do. It was about in 2011. I was sleeping. And I just felt something warm and comforting. And I opened my eyes and I couldn't see anything but bright light. The whole room, everything, it was just bright light. No matter which way I turned, I couldn't see anything but this bright light. And I heard a voice say, Denise. And I, I, it just vanished as soon as that happened because I was wide awake when that happened. And I thought about that when I'm reading these things and I said, well, that makes sense to me. And, you know, I've learned that I always thought it was in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I've learned that it's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Mother. That God has a feminine side hmm. that they took hmm. out of the Bible. Harry told me the Bible was corrupted and that people are being misled. And that it's sad and it makes God sad. And God claimed in the in 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 the Hebrew, well, it's not even a Hebrew Bible because Constantine rewrote it in uh, the year 3000. I'm sorry, 300 AD. He rewrote the Bible the first time and the second time King James did it. And that was in 1611, I believe. And uh there used to be an early Christian group called the Gnostics. Right. Okay. And a lot of the lost books were written by, were, that's what they used. And these lost books that they found were, were part of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And uh, so you have the eternal God, and then you have the God creator who created a lot of things. And from what I'm understanding is that the eternal God, he created everything first. And the feminine part of him went and created this thing called Yaldabaoth, who is Satan. And he professed to be the God. And he said, you shall have no other God before me. And that's what the Old Testament says that God says. So it, it just, 
a lot of questions there. And another thing is, is how can you, you know, you claim to be the only God. Why are you saying there's other gods before you? Mm -hmm. you know, they just start making sense to me. A lot of it makes sense to me from the things that I'm reading and, and understanding. But one of the downfalls of it is, well, I'm researching all these different things. There's so many different versions of it. One version says one thing, another version says another thing. And I even find a secret book of John where it talks about the grace, that they were the creation of Yodabout, Yodabath. And uh, he created these beings that they really didn't have any substance. They were like babies, you know, but they had big eyes. And he created five of them that were male and female. He created five of them that were male and five of them that were neither male nor female. Hmm. And they were demons. And I asked Carrie about that. I says, you know, are there really aliens from outer space from other planets? And he told me no. Right. He said they're from other dimensions. He said there's demons, there's angels, there's good, there's bad. And, and the eternal God created everything that is good on the earth. And Yodabath thought he was God because he knew that there was nothing else in existence except him, which actually, he's actually very stupid. And from what Harry told me, demons are very stupid. Mm -hmm. They don't have much intelligence because they know nothing outside of themselves. They don't feel empathy. They don't know joy. There, there's nothing. They can't relate to people or humans. So they have no intelligence. They have no knowledge. And they have no knowledge of God, the true God. I think I lost train of my thought there. So when Harry was telling you this, is he leading you to these different apocryphal yes. texts? Yes. And yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know none of this stuff. And all of a sudden it would just pop in my head and I'd Google it and I'd find it. And then um, I did buy some of the books. And uh, I found one that I really like. It's called um, The Lost Books of the Bible, The Great Rejected Text. And it's by Joseph P. Lumpkin. And he has, another, he has a book of giants. And I didn't really find anything too interesting in that. And he has the first and second book of Enoch. Also, that's all, that's all in this one big book, too. Yeah. You know? I think I have his book of giants. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, so it, that's where Harry's leading me down that path. Okay. These different things. And I, I, I asked him about the UFOs. He says, no, the government wants you to think there's UFOs because the government doesn't want you to contact, have contact with his kind. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to know the truth. And he said that a lot of the good, there's a lot of demons in our government. And I says, well, what do you mean demons? He goes, do you really think they're intelligent? And I said, no, they do some really <laughs> stuff. It's just like, whoa, why? And you know, it makes sense whether they're reptilian or not. I'm sure, I'm sure that, that that's everywhere. And he also said that the government wants you to think that his kind are these big, awful, hairy creatures that are want to eat you. 
He said, they do not want you communicating with us because they know that they're going to tell us the truth and now, people will believe. It, I'm hoping I'm not jumping the gun here, but did Harry disclose to you? And is this, is this all at this point before you moved or is this? Yes. Okay. This is all before I moved since the last time I was on. Oh, wow. Okay. A lot of this started happening okay. as we got closer and start trusting each other. Right. Now, you might be getting up to this point, um, but you know, I can't help myself. I have to ask questions. Good. Um, does Harry disclose to you who or what he is at any time? Yeah. Yes, he did. Okay. Now, he I'll, I'll wait patiently. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll explain it now how he explained it to me. At the time of the flood, the Nephilim were destroyed, but they had children. They had descendants, too. Mm-hmm. And they were partly innocent because not all of them were evil because they were part human. But the Nephilim were stripped of their powers at the time of the flood and they couldn't go into their spiritual form, which but like uh, Harry's spiritual form is an orb. The orb, I sent you that picture of it was in my yard. Right. And that's Harry. And um, he told me that when I cried out to God, God sent him to me. And he's also, he's not just doing this to teach me. He's looking for redemption too, because he wants everlasting life. Okay. He doesn't, right. So, okay. So he is a Nephilim or a child of? He's in, they call it the Eloioids. E-L-I-O-E-L-I-O-I-D. Eloioid. Okay. He's a descendant. They had children. Mm -hmm. The giants had children, more or less. Yes. 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 Okay. And they survived. And he also told me that a lot of them, they went on to be prophets. Like Elijah, mm -hmm. he was considered a hairy man. And uh, they all married. And had children. The only prophet that didn't marry was Jeremiah. They called him the weeping prophet. And the last prophet, and Jesus said this in the book of Judas, that John the Baptist was the last prophet. And the prophets ended because the head was cut off. Hmm. And you, you don't hear anything else about any great prophet. Right. And the book of Judas was really interesting to me because in it, when he talks about Jesus, when he was talking to the disciples, he always referred, he always would tell them, your God. He didn't say my God, our God. He said, your God. So that tells me that he came for another reason that we're not told about. He came as a servant. He came with a sword and not to bring peace. And right. when he was crucified and in the earthquake, he cut the veil. So people were able to see the truth that was being held from them. And it was being held from them because people had power. 
and control over other people. That's not what God created us to be. And that's what he came to change and to preach and to tell us. And that's why they killed him and hung him on a cross. Mm. And I asked Harry, is he coming back? And he said, yes. And I told Harry, well, I'm not going to ask you when, because nobody's supposed to know that. And he said, soon. And I said, really? He said, look around you. You doubt me. Just look around you, open your eyes, and what do you see? Mm -hmm. You know, I see chaos. I see anger. I see a lot of hatred. Mm -hmm. Wars and rumor of wars, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and pestilence, disease, Mm -hmm. COVID. And um, I asked him about COVID one time, and he told me that it's man-made. Right. I I agree with Harry there. (laughs) Man-made. And, you know, they got to figure out some way to control the population and get all these people off of Social Security and disability so it's there for the future. And he told me that God's going to use that to his advantage because he can read people's hearts. And... Our purpose is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And I see, you know, oh gosh, the things that have happened because of this. You know, the controversy over wearing a mask to protect others. And uh, everyone, well, I'm not vaccinated because I'm allergic to it. I got the first shot and I ended up in the uh, hospital from it. Oh, wow. (laughs) And I asked Carrie about that, he says, you're not supposed to get it. You're okay. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm listening to you because so far you haven't strayed me. You haven't led me wrong. And um, as a matter of fact, I talked about the porthole when I found that vertebrae bone back in the woods. Right. And Harry told me when you're, when you're in danger, go to the porthole. And I really didn't, I thought that he was meaning I was going to run and I was going to burst through Just like when he told me that when he bluff charges me, the reason why it seems like he just stopped and I feel that is because he's running into another dimension and I'm getting hit with the aftershock. Hmm. That that just blew my mind. Yeah. So in the course of this, like right after Christmas time, I was supposed to move my mobile home. Right. And. I, I had it worked out with, I found somebody to move it. And I had a real hard time finding somebody. Those things, it's very hard to move one. And I was supposed to move the end of summer. Then it became the end of September. Then it was beginning of October. Then it was the middle of October. Then it was just, this guy was just really jerking me around. And I said, Harry, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, I don't know. And then right before Christmas, my, my, the landlord was coming up to pour bleach in our aquifer again. He would just bend over the pit and there was a hole that led to the aquifer and he would just pour a bottle of bleach down in there. That was our drinking water. Wow. And yeah, and guy knew, he knew that it was making us sick and he didn't care. And there was nothing I can do to stop him from doing it. 
because my attorney, I, I, I was actually, I had a lawsuit against the guy and um, he was actually supposed to pay for me to move the home. Yeah. And um, my, my attorney is just saying, come on, we're just going to get you out of there. We're not going to say nothing. We're not going to stir because, yeah, we settled out of court and he didn't want to rock the boat anymore. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's getting near Christmas time. This guy's telling me, well, I think I'll move you the end of January now. And it just got so bad. And when he come up here that day to dump that bottle of bleach down in there, I I told you once in an email about, you know, Harry, when my dog pooped back in his spot. Yep. And I had that intense feeling that something was wanted to kill me, just wanted to kill me. Yep. And I felt that same feeling that day my landlord was up there. And I asked Harry about that. And Harry told me, well, that was a lesson because I wanted you to recognize that feeling because you're in danger. Wow. So right after Christmas, I made up my mind, the hell with this, I'm leaving. I'm yeah. a band. I'm jumping ship, man. I'm going. I got to get my son. I got to get us the hell out of here. And my son has autism. And he's very sick. And he can't live this way anymore. In the meantime, in September, I moved all my stuff into storage. So we're living in an empty place with dirty water. Yeah. And I knew I was in danger. And I found a place. As soon as I start flipping through Zillow, I found a place. I thought, wow, this is just too perfect. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, and now I'm praying to the God that Harry told me to pray to, okay? And um, it was perfect. It's a, and I was like, am I going to get it? You know, I got to borrow money. I got to do this. I got to do that. And Harry kept telling me, don't worry about nothing. This is the porthole. You're in danger. Go. So I did everything I had to do. I was able to purchase the home in a matter of a week. And it just happened so fast. And I still had to get the landlord to sign the release on it because I had money in escrow. That was, um, uh, that's mine. After what mm -hmm. I went through, I wanted it. And um, Harry told me, don't worry about it. It's all going to work out. I said, well, is he going to sign the release? He said, yes, he's going to sign the release. And 10 minutes later, I get a call from my attorney. He signed the release. <laughs> and I was ready to go. And at the same time this was going on, there was an issue with the home and one of my brothers that quit speaking to me. And things were rough between him. I'm not gonna go into detail about it, but things were not good between us. And he was really nasty to me and different things. And um, I was back in the woods and I, this was right before I moved. And I said to Harry, I said, well, it seems like the three people that have been making my life a living hell are now out of it. I feel free. Mm -hmm. The next day I went back in the woods. I, I just, I sent you that thing. It looks like runes, yes. but as I'm looking back, that's what's facing me. And it said, I'm looking at it. And all of a sudden I see, I see four. So it just wasn't three, there's four. Wow. And shortly after that, I found out that I'm losing one of my jobs and I couldn't be happier because the guy I worked for is a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he saw four and he was absolutely right. Wow. Everything he told me. 
Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Everything and things have worked out with my brother too. We still don't communicate. We still don't have anything to do with each other, but the problem that he and I had was resolved just like that. I had to do nothing. So it was amazing. That is, that is very, it's, it's intriguing. And for me, it's a little scary, Denise. I'm not going to lie. You know? Yeah. Um, anytime it gets into your immortal soul <laughs> and, yeah. and being, and being guided, it gets, it gets scary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it gets scary because you don't know if it's the demons messing with you or what, but exactly. it's like, Harry told me the way to tell the difference is demons are stupid. Right. Well, if you don't mind, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, uh, to argue with you or call you out or anything like that. Uh, we have talked quite a bit. I, I think you will agree with me for the last eight or nine months. We've, we've gotten to know each other pretty good. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm going to talk to you about what, what I, what I fear about Harry and, uh, Maybe you mm -hmm. can help me to calm my fears down a little bit. Okay. So. Okay. Now, one, he says uh, that demons are stupid. And I don't know. I mean, it, it all comes down to what we believe demons are, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, for me, and, and from what I believe, is that demons are the disembodied souls of the nephilim uh their their physical bodies were destroyed in a great flood their their spirits were released those are the demons set upon the earth mm -hmm. now that would make them spiritual beings immortal celestial um from you know their their divine i would imagine they'd have way more knowledge than me especially since they've been around since the dawn of time mm-hmm I don't know how stupid or dumb they would be. I think they'd be pretty crafty. Well, as far as that goes, yeah. And if, if you when if you would read the, the secret book of John, mm -hmm. it, it talks about how different demons, there was a demon that uh, Yodabath created that was the demon of iron and steel. And he taught people how to forge with iron and steel. Right. But they are stupid and ignorant to those things of God our humanness they don't understand that they have no conception they have they have no conception of a relationship between a mother and a child right okay because when you, when the original demons were the, the original one was created he was abandoned and left in a cloud she sat him on a she hit him because she knew what she did was wrong when she created him she went against god but she was redeemed and she was forgiven and it, it goes into more where it talks about how Yodabath created his own Adam. And uh, when, before he got to breathe life into him, the mother came and breathed life into Adam. So he would give birth to Seth. He would be the descendant of Seth. He was the direct descendant of Jesus. Right. So she came to undo a lot of the wrongs. But you're right, though. There, there's a demon of technology. There's a demon of lust. They were all, there's, from what I understand, they, he created 365 demons. 
Mm. And he created the opposite of what the eternal God, what God created was perfect. Okay. Right. And what Yadavath created was corrupt. See, I'm, I'm not familiar with this Yadavath, is that what you said? <laughs> I've, I've never even heard that before. So this is this is interesting to me, and I, I am going to get the secret book of John if I don't already have it in my collection somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to get it so I can so I can read it. Um, let me write down. And that. I've only scratched the surface. I I really I don't know a lot. Right. I don't. It's just I've just only started reading these different things and and trying to understand them. Well. And to make sense out of it. Yeah. I had a, a few more questions, um, mm -hmm. and I, I appreciate you explaining this to me and tell me you you know you're help, helping me to understand where where you're getting these inf this information and I'll, I'll check this stuff out too. You know I'm, I'm open cool. to read about it. Um, now I I can't help myself, but just you know the devil is a liar. He is the great oh, deceiver, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And you had red flags pop up. You were worried, you know, am I being deceived? So right. watch for deception. Um, mm -hmm. You're talking about why you felt so long like your prayers weren't being answered. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are principalities that, you know, there are other spiritual beings that mm -hmm. will intercept your prayers that will try to stop your prayers from being answered. Right. Um, so sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes years. And something that dawned on me the other day while I was reading, um, we have, you know, as, as a Christian, mm -hmm. I wonder sometimes, you know, why does it have to be so hard? <laughs> you know, I, I know there's going to be struggles, but, oh, yeah. but come on, you know, I'm a, I'm a child of God. Please just deliver me, you know, mm -hmm. but then I read, I, I don't know what gave me that ego because the devil was allowed to tempt Jesus Christ. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, Jesus warned the disciples that the Satan wanted to get permission to scatter them like dust. Mm -hmm. And that's the disciples. So right. if the devil is allowed to tempt and, you know, sway Jesus Christ and the disciples, then the devil has permission to try to tempt and to you know deceive us too. Oh yes, so, I agree. Um, also, uh, I, I wrote so many notes because I wanted to make sure I come back to everything you were saying. Um, you had that question: uh, Why did he say no other gods before me? And in my opinion, you know, from what I understand. Um, there are other gods. Mm -hmm. there, there are lower G gods. Mm -hmm. And though, again, that will be the Watchers and the Nephilim were worshipped, especially in those days, um, by the Romans or the Greek or whatever, mm -hmm. as, you know, their, their pantheon of gods. Um, they, they are divine beings, mm -hmm. but they're not the one true God, the creator. You know, uh, let's see. Oh, and about this stupid slum lord. <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> um, I'm supposed to hate, but I, I can't stand. Uh, I, I've had some pretty 
I had some pretty raw um, landlords myself. Okay, mm-hmm. I've gotten some pretty raw deals. Uh, why isn't that jerk having to pay for everything? Because he gets his rewards on earth, right? And those of us who try to live right, we'll get our rewards in heaven. Exactly. So exactly. I have no ill feelings. Well, if you don't have ill feelings, then I guess I can let it go. But I am so glad to be out of there. I can't have one. <laughs> I can't, I can't stand for him to take advantage so of somebody, good. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you guys are already in a, a situation. Mm-hmm. And for him to take advantage of you like that, that that grinds my gears. I don't, <laughs> I don't like that. And, you know, Harry came at the perfect moment. You know, I, I never sensed at first, you know, I was questioning it because I had doubts. But as I got, I really don't believe that Harry's evil. I, he never tried to make me worship him or or follow him. All he did was advise me. And show me kindness. So I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I, I did, that's what I believe. Yeah. I believe that he's one of the good ones. <laughs> I hope so. And my only worry is, you know, the devil don't need you to worship him. He just needs you to not worship God. Exactly. And that's, that's where it would lie, you know. And if he would, I, I'm just... That, that's just my take on on Harry. Mm-hmm. He might be a good guy. You know, he might be, you know, this might be his his chance at redemption, like he's telling you. True. You know, and I hope I hope that things continue to stay positive for you. you know? Yeah, and it's like a lot of other people, you know, there's good ones and there's bad ones. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was listening to the, the lady you had on from Maryland when she was talking about all those Sasquatch. Yes. And that that had to be horrifying. And uh, in a way, I think it's kind of good that they, they scared them off because maybe the dogmen were after her daughter or something, you know? We, we don't know that. Yeah, that's a crazy story. Uh <laughs> If you knew the location, if I could just say out loud the location, I'm telling you right now, Denise, that would it would tie so much together. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. I can't, and I won't. Uh, but I understand. my goodness, I I shared pictures on uh, to the Patreon group. Yeah, I've seen them. Okay. Uh, yeah, I shared that, that's that's the pictures of the location. But if you knew what that was, it would connect a lot of boxes. Uh, it would click or check a lot of boxes, connect a lot of dots, whatever, whatever you want to say. Yeah, there's something evil there, though. Yeah, yeah, there is. Definitely yeah. evil. Yeah, it's something evil. I'm, I'm thinking it might be a, a portal area, kind of like Skinwalker Ranch. Wow. But it's owned by the government. Oh, naturally. So that's why they're not allowed out of the vehicles. The security guards aren't allowed out of their own vehicles. Um, they don't have any information. They can't tell them anything because they don't know. It's, it's above their pay grade. And I think that uh, Teresa's lucky that she got out of there. And I hope she don't go back. I hope so, too. I pray for her. Uh, so what else has been going on since, since you moved? Uh, you, are you having any other uh, orb activity? or Nothing 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 we still i still sense harry he still yeah. mind speaks with me 
Yeah. We still have that, but I, I, I don't see him. I, I don't live in the same area because I, I lived right there in like the woods. I was right there. Yes, you were. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you ever Googled planet Earth that, but I was in the woods. <laughs> no, I, I saw and, the pictures. Um, the pictures you sent me, I thought, wow, yeah, it, you live in an area like I do, you know? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not in that type of area anymore, but I can't wait till the weather breaks so I can get out in the woods. Right. I'm taking Pop-Tarts with me. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. And, you know, maybe I can get to hair, know Harry more or, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's out there? There's so much out there that we don't know. That's a fact. And so much out there that's kept from us. Yep. Yep, for whatever reason. And I, yeah. I, I think a big part of that reason is because we are, you know, we are made in God's image. You know, yeah. and he he could do anything. And Jesus said, you can do all this and more. And more. And so why why would we let any government control us if if we are, you know, children of God? If we We're realize our potential, if we realize our potential, you know, yeah. we don't need them. Yeah, we've been conditioned. I mean, from, from day one, I mean, they forced their version of religion down our throats, you know. And you have all these different religious groups out there. I just, I don't do well with religious groups. Right. Well, you know, Jesus didn't do too good with some religious groups either. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know but, what I mean? Yeah. But I know that the God that I know and love with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind is pure love. Yep. He's not angry. He's not jealous. He doesn't hate. He's just pure love. And that's what Jesus is to me. Yep. Yep, Jesus is. Fantastic. But everything's good. Everything's gotten better. Our lives have gotten so much better. We are truly, truly blessed. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I hope you get to live a life of abundance from here on. Harry yeah. said I was, so I'm believing him. Yeah. Uh -huh. Why would a demon tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> You've given me a lot to look up with the Elioids and the secret book of John. And don't I, forget the book of Judas. That's a good one. Book of Judas. I got it written down. I'll underline it a couple times here. That way I can, <laughs> I can see yeah, it through my of, notes. The book of Thomas. And there was some other really cool thing I found. And it, it's about the, uh, I know I'm a butcher this when I try to pronounce it, the arch, archnoids, archnoids. Archons. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I found something, it was really, really cool. And some of the graphics in it, the artwork's fantastic. But, but it goes into explaining a little bit about the Gnostics who mm -hmm. were the early Christians that were completely wiped out when Constantine came. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of those ancient texts, you know, like yeah. you mentioned the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I have the complete apocrypha in my living room beside my recliner, so it may oh, wow. have these it may have these books in it, and I'm going to mm -hmm. look through and see if I can find them. Cool. Oh, well, Denise, is there anything else we need to cover? No, I think that that's it. Okay. Well, I appreciate having you on. It's always fun. Please keep sending me. Uh, text messages or uh, emails rather and pictures. I, I, I love seeing these photos and what I'll probably do 
when uh you know for people that watch this on youtube i'm, I'm trying to have a maybe a video going of just different photos that you sent me if that's okay with you Ooh, that's fine that's let the, fine. Let the picture scroll while we talk yeah and that, that that's really cool and i just hope other people that if you're in the same boat that i was in and you had the same experience that i had i just hope that they get something good out of it i hope and so to, to you know i always ask i asked carrie too i said why'd you scream at me like that he yeah. said well it got your attention didn't it <laughs> So, you know, he never tried to hurt me. Never. That's good. Did he ever look at you and say, do not be afraid? No. Okay. Because that's how every angel comes to people in the Bible. That's <laughs> the first thing they say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's something to think about. That's a good one. Thank you. No problem. Denise, thank you so much. Uh, You're I, hope welcome. You have, I hope you have a good night and uh, a life of abundance. And just be careful out there. You too. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so there we have it. He is, he's saying that he's an Eliud. Um, we we dig in, we learn what Eliud even means. Eliud actually means the offspring of the Nephilim. So you have the fallen. They took wives, and that's a whole other topic. Um, you guys know that I like to get into that too. The, but it's a whole other topic. I'll have a, an episode coming up soon with uh, Dr. Judd Burton about that. They take these wives, they spawn the Nephilim. Now, as generations go forward, from the Nephilim comes the Eliud. And that's who Harry says he is. Interesting. Um, at this stage in the game, I had no clue what was going on. Um, it's only a couple of years later that all these pieces fall into place and I come up with the theory that I have now. First thing, real fast, I, I know that you mentioned that you wanted to get into stories about, you know, some some family stuff as well as recapping about what's going on with Harry. Um, yeah. I've had a whole lot of feedback. You are a, a very popular person. <laughs> <laughs> unusual for me because i like to hide <laughs> <laughs> well it's uh this relationship that you've developed mm -hmm. harry and it was mainly when he said that he was an eliud and mm -hmm. we started looking into what that was mm -hmm. and people are like oh no and myself included i got i got pretty worried you know i told you that in emails you know that i was worried and uh <laughs> <laughs> and people are like oh no that's a demon you know, tell, tell, tell her to run. And, you know, you sent me something very interesting and you asked me about, and I will get into that, you know, whenever you're ready, but okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure all was well, that everybody know that, you know, you haven't been possessed by a hairy demon or anything like no. that. <laughs> no, you came to visit me though. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, why don't you tell us about it? You know, let's go ahead and let's, let's start off with Harry and then we can get into family matters if you want to. Sounds good. Okay. Um, since I moved, um, there were the, I, I had two things that he did. There was one place right before I quit the job I was talking about in my last time I was on the show. Yeah. And I was sitting outside and yeah, I smoke cigarettes. I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette sitting on the curb. And I heard something to the left of me and there's woods 
around where the parking lot is. And I heard this noise. It, it, it sounded human, but it was really loud. And it went, whoop. Mm. And then I heard it again. I heard it again. I'm looking around. I'm thinking, all right, someone's messing with me. Somebody's there. And then I'm hearing it again, and it's further away. And then it's further away. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, that has to be Harry. Yeah. Because nobody can run that fast to get that, that whoop out. And as he's going back, and he did that like three times, he ran back and forth. And then I said, Harry, if that's you, do it again. And he did. He did it again, and then it was gone. Wow. That was it. I thought that was really cool. That is cool. And the, after we, the last time I was on the show, I, you know, I wondered, you know, what am I getting myself into here? What's going on? You know, it's kind of weird. And I was at work one night, place I'm still at, and I don't know, I had this real uneasy feeling. And all I could think of is, I got to get out of here. I'm, I'm going to finish up, get the hell out of here and go. So as I was getting to the door, I start feeling like anxiety. And I, I opened up the door. And as soon as I came outside, it felt like that, that feeling that when I was bluff charged, that oh. something was like a something just like did that and I said what and then I heard Harry say snap out of it because I was in this really bad funk yeah I was feeling sorry for myself I was going through something else yeah. and I wasn't reading I wasn't studying and he told me to get back to my studies and then I felt that feeling like I've talked to you about before where it's it's this intense feeling like something is so angry and something wants to hurt me. Right, yeah. And I said, Harry, why are you doing that? He said, so you'll know it's me. Mm. And then it was gone. It was gone. Now, after I emailed you and I was going to come on the show again, yeah, I start getting under attack like you wouldn't believe. I had all kind of things, strange things happening to me. I had this strained abscess on my throat and a few other things were going on. And then I start getting those feelings like Harry again. Yeah. Only it was different and I couldn't figure it out. So this, this went on for a good half of the day. I was going through all one thing after another. Somebody was in my garage, but nobody could have gotten my garage. Yeah. They moved something in there. Somebody took one of my flags off my porch and pulled it apart. Now, I don't know who could have done that. You know, different things like that. And then, like, I, I was starting to get that feeling again. But, it, like, it was so different, it was weak. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the same as Harry's. Okay. And it felt like there was not just one, but more than one. Or these little Harry's or whatever it was right. going on. And I just sat there and I said out loud, you're not Harry. And it stopped and never came back. Really? And I thought that was really, really strange. That is strange. That's, that's interesting. You know, like maybe something was trying to make you believe it was Harry. That's what uh, I thought. Or just a just a general <laughs> annoyance kind of spirit, you know? It was annoying, very annoying. It was scary. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess it would be. You know, any kind of anytime you come under attack like that, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know if you have an Instagram or not, but I, I was just sharing on there this week uh, from the time we were recording this. Uh, 
I, I was asking people if they had any specific passages or scriptures that they like to use um, for for prayer and protection and so like mm -hmm. spiritual warfare because I'm it's all I can think about lately. It's like it's on my mind so heavy. Like I need to learn it. I need to know it. I, I feel like there's a time coming. You know that we're yeah. we're going to need it. Yeah. And you're you're obviously going through the same thing. You know you you got your own battles here. So. And you're not alone. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> not, I'm, I'm here with you. There, there's a whole world. You know, nobody's alone. That's it. Everybody's going through their own thing. Absolutely right. So, you said that you know in our emails that Harry came to visit you a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. and uh, I uh, maybe it was about three weeks ago at this point. And I, you know, I, of course, issued my concern and you said some things that were pretty revealing. It were pretty, uh, uh, caught me off guard. I should say it, it caught me off guard talking about the possibility of Harry looking to redeem himself, mm -hmm. looking for redemption. Can you tell me more about that? What? Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but. The way he puts it to me is that there's something terrible going on in, in whatever is part of his life. Right. And that he needs to do something for redemption. And that's his mission. Yeah. And in a way, it, it brings me to, to the Book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. And the Book of Giants, because I did go through and reread the Book of Giants. And um, something, that, this is maybe getting off of Harry, but it pertains to Harry, is that it talks about when Noah was born and he was different. Yes. And his father, I'm not even going to try to say the names because I'll butcher them. <laughs> but his father thought that maybe he was born as a Nephilim. Wow. As a watcher. So he went to his father, who is the son of Enoch. Mm -hmm. And he told him about it. And Enoch explained to him that he's the wonder child, that he's to say, you know, with the floods coming and explained the whole story to him and how Noah's chosen to be the one to restart life again. Yes. And what I got from that is like it says on the back cover of that book mm -hmm. that possibly the Nephilim, one Nephilim survived. Yeah. And he's going to redeem all the horrors that the other Nephilim did. And somehow to me, Harry falls in there somewhere. Yeah. Him and his kind, maybe. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not too far-fetched that if the fallen, you know, they took wives, they took women, Mm -hmm. they they created the nephilim mm -hmm. not far-fetched at all that the nephilim would have continued the same thing mm -hmm. 
And so there would be these LEU, these creatures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when the flood come and it wiped out the Nephilim and the LEU or whatever their offspring. The flesh. Yes. It, 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 it killed the flesh and the spirit of these Nephilim were released. And that's, that's the demons that we fight. Now, the LAU, would their spirit be a little weaker, maybe? They would carry on. Also immortal, because they're still what, a quarter immortal. True. Um, so would they be inherently evil as their, their parents, or would they be able to have redemption? That's a wonderful question. That's, it is. Um, and another question can be, was Noah a Nephilim? Because nowhere does Enoch say he wasn't. Right. Well. Noah was in a demon. Noah was not a demon. And <laughs> as far as I know, the whole purpose of the flood and why Noah was chosen was his bloodline mm -hmm. was the only one left uncorrupted um, by Nephilim blood. Mm -hmm. Now, one of his son's wives, maybe they were Nephilim or, you know, the bloodline could have existed. You know, the bloodline could have made it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you, when you said something about him being redeemed, that he was looking for redemption, I started studying. Mm -hmm. I, I bought a book. It's titled Angels. It's by Dr. Michael Heiser. And it talks about everything there is to know <laughs> about biblical angels, you know, the orders of angel, wow. different species of angel mm -hmm. or, or, or celestial being. And that question came up, can the fallen ones be redeemed? That's one of the questions in the book. And he said the only thing biblically that he could find, and he, he goes through the Apocrypha, you know, all the Apocryphal texts, mm -hmm. Dead Sea Scrolls and all that. Only thing that he could find was that the crucifixion of Jesus Christ was for humanity's redemption. Uh -huh. It doesn't mention angels. No. Nope. Um, that there is basically no redemption known for the fallen. But with Harry, he would be three quarters human. Mm -hmm. So he looks it too. <laughs> does he? Yeah. Just hairy as can be, but he has a man's face. Wow. So would he be human enough? Does he? Uh, I guess he would have a soul. I guess he is a soul, right? Does he have a physical manifestation? Can he appear in physical form? Yeah. That's what I seen him as. Yeah. I, yeah. That's so wild. It is. It's 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 interesting, confusing. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I know in the book of Enoch, I think it's in the second book of Enoch. There's three books of Enoch. And in the second book of Enoch, that's the one the the Slavic mm -hmm. version of it, the the Gnostics believe in it. They it's written in there that Enoch tried to redeem the Nephilim. Oh, wow. Why was he given an opportunity to redeem the Nephilim 
if they can't be redeemed you know that there there comes that part too yeah huh that's it's such such an interesting topic it's such a thing to con to consider because there's no way for us to know no there isn't um but harry's seeking it and you you brought up another good point you know about the conversations you and harry have pertaining pertaining to jesus mm -hmm. that he is you know not evil in a sense of if you rebuke him in the name of jesus that he'll scatter instead he's telling you to draw closer to jesus right yes 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 and there was a he told like i said he told me to read those other books and stuff yes the um the book of adam and eve and some of that stuff's really way out there yeah and then i asked him one time why did you have me read those and he said it wouldn't hurt to read them and when i think about it it actually helped me get over that evil mean hateful god that i had to fear you know mm -hmm. because now i see there's a god of love which I don't, I don't see that when I read the Old Testament. Right. The only thing I see about love is when Jesus came, and yeah. he was pure love. Yes. You know, this other the Yahweh or Jehovah or whatever you want to call him is anything but. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mercy and everything, but I mean, he's one mean dude, yeah. spirit or whatever. So reading those, it doesn't hurt. It didn't hurt. It helped me. So, okay, but do I believe all that stuff that I was reading? No. Right. Right. But it's like anything else you read. Take what you need and leave the rest behind. <laughs> you know what? That's a perfect outlook on it. It really mm -hmm. is. You know, mm -hmm. take, take from it what you need to. Mm -hmm. Don't take it all to heart. But, you know, yep. that, that's, that's so true. That's a good way to look at it. And, yeah, you're right. Old Testament God, he didn't fool around. You no, know, he did. <laughs> he was dropping hammers on everybody. You know? Yeah, and I grew up. I was, yeah, raised as a Catholic. My dad was a Protestant, and I remember back in those days when I, I, I'm going to what a catechism it was called. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, we're supposed to sit there and listen, and the priest, everything was still in Latin. Mm-hmm. And how, how am I supposed to learn? You know, I didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. The nuns would yell at us and stuff. And I got to the point where I learned how to play hooky and catechism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was going to catechism, you know, because I grew up Catholic too when I was, when I was a little boy, uh, the, you know, church was already in English, you know, but my dad, <laughs> he was an altar boy. He said the whole thing was in Latin. He had to learn Latin to keep up with what was being said, you know, because uh -huh. he had a, you know, he had to know when to ring those bells, <laughs> you know, and all that. Yeah, it's like here's your cue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so Harry's telling you to go ahead and get closer to Jesus, to draw, draw closer to Jesus. Yeah, talk to Jesus the same way I talked to him. And he, he mentions a lot of things about, I mean, we were created with seven senses. 
and we only used six of them. And um, the way he explained it to me, and this is how I communicate with Harry, and there's some religions that actually believe that this is a spiritual connected connection to God, is through the penal gland. Yes. Okay. And when I was a kid, I was never forced to brush my teeth. I didn't drink water. And so I never got none of that fluoride in there. So I don't believe mine's like a raisin yet. Right. <laughs> so uh, that is how I communicate with Harry. And that's how he told me to talk to Jesus. Because Jesus is always there for me. And he professes that Jesus came in the flesh as God. He's God in the flesh. Yes. And that is what really, really blew my mind. Yeah. And you, as you know, I have a problem with um, Pauline Christianity. Right. And I, re I read through that and read through it. And not one place do I see him say or read that he says that Jesus is God in the flesh. He refers to Jesus. He refers to Jesus Christ. And he calls him the son of God. But not once does he say he is God. Now, the other apostles do in the Gospels. Because they were with Jesus. And they repeat what Jesus has said. Yeah. So I, I do have a problem with that still. And now I just skip over that. I read the Gospels, Revelations, Peter, a lot of the Old Testament, and mm -hmm. that that helps me a lot. Uh, I also had a hard time with Paul the first time I read through the New Testament. I thought, this guy seems a little, you know, there's something off about Paul. Kind of shady. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I tell you what, I, I gave him another chance. I read through it again, and I bought this amazing study Bible. Mm -hmm. But uh, and it it helps break down a lot of things that were a little bit difficult for me to grasp. But I found a new newfound appreciation for Paul. You know, you know all the suffering he did to be a spread to spread the word of God. You know, so I will look through um, Paul's works. You know, all his letters and stuff, and I'll see if I can find. Because I thought he said something about Jesus laying down his deity to be to to be born, you know, as man. If I can find that, I'll holler at you. I'll, I'll, I'll that, that might change my opinion there, and actually call Harry a liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not trying to make Harry bad. <laughs> not by any chance. You know, I, I think it's wonderful. And, you know, you, you nailed something else, too, Denise. I'm, I'm sorry I'm doing so much of the talking here. Oh, please do. Um, when you're talking about the pineal gland, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people that say, you know, with run-of-the-mill Bigfoot, you know, that, uh, the Sasquatch running around out here, that they may not be um, spiritual in a sense of thinking that they are a spirit creature, you know, that they're, that they could be a flesh and blood creature, but they still have access to that pineal gland because of their diet. It's not like man, you know, that we had the same abilities. 
they're more of a wild man. They're more of a natural man. Mm-hmm. And their their mind speak or telepathy is something that we're supposed to be able to do. Mm-hmm. But they haven't had that pineal gland, you know, beat down or calcified or whatever. Uh, so right. I, think, I think you're dead on with what you're saying. You know, you've managed to retain some of that that access, that third eye connection. And I open it keeps you open. Now, it I, had. Mm-hmm. Great. It had. And you know, dogs, I think dogs have a lot of that going on because they instinctively know things. Yeah. And it's like my dog, she she'll park at certain cars as I'm walking out or walking her. And then I'll look and say, Oh, I see why you're barking at that one. Some creeper in that car. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Instinctively know good and good from bad too. There's you know, she's mostly friendly to most people, but there's some people her hair will stand up on her end and she'll show her teeth. Yep. And I know why. Well, you know, we get those gut feelings. Yeah. So if if we are still getting gut feelings, we have to trust an animal's instincts, you know. Right. That's what that is. You know, our our gut feeling is our instinct, you know. (laughs) And our penal gland are attached too i believe that and i believe that's how the holy spirit works in us too because you know we need that nudge get that strong gut feeling about something yes sometimes i need a slap in the back of my head (laughs) you know i need that oh so harry's doing good harry's helping you yeah and it's like you know that, that that's what he told me You'll know it's me. And he was right. Wow. I knew it was him. It wasn't him when those little Harry's were tormenting me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Whatever those little things were. Maybe sick sick Harry. You know? I don't want them coming back. No. First age. Yeah, for real. Because that, you know, any kind of demonic or or unclean spirit, if that's what you know, I'd rather call it unclean. Um, maybe Harry can intervene on that. You know, I mean, it's there's spiritual warfare all the time. Oh, yeah. Always good versus evil going on. Right. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's got the ability to take care of some of that stuff. That would be cool. Now, he hasn't been about it yet. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's wild that that stuff's it's real, and I I wish I could see that side, but it's probably for our own good that we don't. Yeah. Sometimes I think that some of these people that talk about their encounters and by no means am I suggesting anybody do what I did. Right. You know, because they could be in extreme danger. (laughs) (sighs) But test it. If one's coming around and trying to get your attention and like I said before, I had a spiritual friend that said, find out what he wants. Maybe he has a message for you. Right. And he's done so much and helped me so much. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's a relief to me. I I mean, (laughs) I worried. I I worried over you. Like, I hope everything's okay. I I don't want this evil force to be trying to misguide somebody. And people were messaging me, you have to get a hold of her. 
<laughs> let, let her know what's going on and uh, please tell her I said such and such and I'm oh uh, yeah a lot of people <laughs> I'm, I'm not exactly yeah. this is some scary stuff it is yeah it it's is scary stuff. it's it's eternal kind of things yeah. you know and but it's a relief to me uh whatever path Harry is on it sounds like he's on the side of the good guys so, I think so. so that's good some of his personality traits are pretty funny. Some of the interactions we've had, the time that I smelt them. Yeah. And <laughs> I was out cutting my grass and I, I smelt them. And Harry, is that you? It was him. And I said, you really smell bad. And I, I asked him, do you take baths? And he says, no. I says, well, then do you swim? And he said, yeah. I says, well, why don't you go take a swim? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I didn't smell him anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That, it's turned into a real relationship, like a real friendship. Yeah, real friendship. Yeah. And he's part human, so why not? Right. Yeah. yeah. Different, but he's still part human. Yeah. That's wild. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you, if you have more Harry, tell me all about it. If you don't have more Harry, you were telling me that you had some family. Yes. And, and perhaps you, your own encounter from the past or experience in the past that you had not recognized. Yes. Yes. I'll start with my brother. Okay. He, okay, we, we used to spend a lot of time in the woods when I was growing up. That, and that was the thing back then. Everyone was hanging out in the woods, doing whatever. Some good things, not so good things. But anyway, he come running home one night. And he was with a couple of his other buddies. And he said that he seen something he thought was an ape. But it was a little, it wasn't as big, like 10 feet tall or anything. Right. But he and his, they seen it and they ran. He was white as a ghost when he got home really that was one encounter and this was all going on this is in hopewell township in beaver county uh-huh and a lot of woods there and my sister she lives in another rural area a little bit past where i used to live and it's in hanover township and she lived on a road called harsherville road and she worked a job where, I mean, she had to leave for work at 3.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work. And she would carpool with these other girls. And there was one morning when they were picking her up. And she said, as soon as she got in the car, this big, dark, hairy thing ran across the road. Really? And they really? all seen it. <laughs> wow. So it wasn't just one person. And the funny thing about that is, in the BFRO, where they have the sightings, mm -hmm. there's a sighting in her area where really? she was living. Yeah, and then they were camping in her backyard one time. I wasn't there, but my, my other brother was telling me about it, where they heard something big and heavy walking around the tent. And they thought it was my sister's husband. Mm -hmm. And they looked, and he's laying there sleeping. Oh, wow. And all they did, they got up, they ran in the house. So they thought that 
that might have been an encounter there. Something yeah. just walking around the tent. And um, when I was a teenager, we had this drive-in. It was called Cane Road Drive-In. And behind the drive-in, there was a hill. And we would go through the woods from where I lived to get to this drive-in. So I was with a group of people. We were back here watching the movie. We had our little radio tuned into it. And I heard what everybody heard it, but I thought it sounded like gunshots. And now that I think about it, it sounded like the tree knocks that Harry used to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. And all of a sudden I hear run. So we start running and we're running. Not, no one's stopping. And then I was wearing flip-flops and one of my shoes flew off and I was turning around to go back and get it. And one of the guys that was there, he grabbed me and says, no, you can't go back. I said, why? He goes, you don't want to know. Just keep running. We ran all the way until we got under the street light up on the street. Yeah. And we never talked about it again. Oh my gosh. And below my mother's house, there's a, there's a park and it's called Hopewell Community Park. And on the BFRO, there was a sighting there. Really? So there's, yeah, there's a lot of activity in that area. You know, you're the second person today that I've, that I talked to about Pennsylvania and, and Sasquatch stuff. This is wild. A lot of it. it there really is. Mm -hmm. um, is this Western Pennsylvania by chance? Southwestern. Southwest. Okay. Yeah. Beaver County. And um, like I was saying before about where I used to live, I was able to see this body of water. Well, I'm at, it's called the Ambridge Reservoir. Mm -hmm. And um, I could see it from my porch. And this is where I thought, you know, Harry was going back and forth from. And uh, I have two nephews, and you're not allowed to fish here. And that's why this could be why a lot of people don't put it out there nah. when they have these things that go on. But I've heard them and numerous other people in their fishing, and they actually have whole trees thrown at them. Oh, my goodness. And there was a sighting there on the BFRO, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> at this community park. Is it a... Uh... Is it like city-owned, county-owned, or is it state land? Or? Ambridge Reservoir is actually owned by the town of Ambridge. That's okay. their drinking water. Okay. And Ambridge is actually across the river, Ohio River, from where this is at. But their mm. water is pumped there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not supposed to be back here. Wow. But I've been back here many a times. Yeah. And uh, I've never actually had anything strange happen to me there, or maybe I just didn't notice it. So a lot of times you just don't notice things. Exactly. Exactly. I think about that kind of stuff all the time. Like when I was a kid, you know, well, <laughs> to me, it was downtown that I lived in. Okay. Downtown, which was uh, not like towns, big towns. You know, it was downtown logan west virginia is like there's a few hundred people not <laughs> you know <laughs> not right. thousands and thousands of yeah. people yeah i get it you know and i lived in this 100 year old house this stone house that we, we were poor 
you know, and people, my, a friend of the family allowed us to live there rent free, mm-hmm. you know, just try, try to keep up with this old home. You know, my mom, you know, raised us in there, but I can remember, you know, back in like the late eighties going outside, you know, on the, on the porch and, you know, we lived on a hillside and in the distance, you know, I could hear stuff, you know, I could hear people screaming, you know, or it sounded like, it sounded like a, a woman screaming bloody murder. And, and yeah. I was, kid, I was like, huh, something must have scared her. And you just go back yeah. in the house. That's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear something like that. Yeah, what like, the oh, hey, Who's out there? Yeah, or, oh, it must be some kids playing somewhere. Yeah. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, it ain't. No, you think those things are it yeah. and seeing flashing lights. Yeah. Yeah. Have I you see seen UFOs up there? Mm-hmm. Have you? I see lights. I don't know if they're UFOs or not, but I see lights. I did. Okay. I and don't see them where I'm at right now. But back at your old place? Yeah. But the yeah. old place, I've seen a lot of lights. Yeah. You sent me pictures. I think that was a really hot spot. I do too. Yeah, I remember that first time you sent me pictures of some lights mm-hmm. that you had taken from your porch. Yeah. Creepy. Mm. Yes, absolutely is. You've had some uh you've had some stuff go on. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's good though. Thanks so to keep an open mind though. That's it. Well, let me ask you though, why do you think? Uh, and I don't mean any disrespect by this at all. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know me by now. Uh, why do you think you were selected? What, what makes you sensitive to these things? Um, Maybe because I'm not afraid to come on your show and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. That you you're, you're vocal. That, I would, that I'll say something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. One of my attributes, that, so I'm told anyway, that, that, you know, I speak my mind. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a wonderful thing. Uh, and even though I gravitate away from people, I don't have a problem saying what I need to say or what I feel led to say. And, and maybe that's why Harry came to me, because he wanted me to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe what you have to say is important, you know, and I appreciate you doing it. And I, I think you're right. Um, a lot of people, if something like this went on, they would deny it. Mm-hmm. You know, they would um, try to drink it away or something. You know what I mean? Commit themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything. Yeah. I mean, to be approached like this, you're open minded enough and brave enough to, t- to talk about it, you know, to, to bring it out. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And I appreciate you doing it. And I appreciate you letting me share your story. You know, thank I think, you. I think it's wonderful. I, I thank you. I really do. Is there anything that we haven't gone over that, that we needed to catch up on? Oh, the, I, I mentioned before about going to 150 different churches and stuff and there was something you were talking about a few weeks ago on your show and you were having that little conversation about speaking in tongues yes (laughs) 
I don't know if I, I'm going to share it to heck with it, yeah. but um, how I got to going to all these churches is, yeah, I was in a really bad marriage. And every time we'd broke up, I'd get with my girlfriend and we'd church hop. Yeah. We'd go from church, 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 church. And she decided that she wanted to go to this one Catholic church in a small little area, nice little church. So we went there and there was this woman in there. She was going out, she's speaking in tongues and she's pointing at the priest and she's going like this and she's saying all this stuff. And my friend looks at me, she goes, oh, I didn't know this was gonna happen here. I didn't know it was Pentecostal. I said, it's not. I said, we're in a Catholic church. You wanted to come here. And she goes, well, what do you think she's saying? I said, oh, she's probably chewing that priest up because he's a pervert or something. Maybe he's a pedophile. And the, the funny thing about this is um, when all this stuff went down on the priest and they had 300 priests, they published all the names in the parishes. He was one of them. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, my. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. So she was, she got hit with the Holy Spirit. She was lining that man out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Tell my dad that story. He, he don't. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. That is great. Don't have some interesting experiences in some of the different churches. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I've, I've been to a, a fair amount of churches my wife and I we looked around for a long time uh just trying to find one that that felt like home you know what I mean that 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 feels good and me personally as long as that I feel like they're talking the truth I'll go sit down anywhere I don't care yeah. but my wife you know she's I don't know if her spirit is stronger or if at the time her need was stronger mm -hmm. But she she didn't settle, you know, on several places we went to. You know, some people were super friendly, some people were a little pushy. Um, but we wound up um going to the small, small little community church is what we go to. It's actually a garage that's been, oh, cool. that's been modified into a church. That is so neat. Yes. We, we have about 13 pews in there. Um, at any given time, we'll have, you know, 20 to 50 people that, that come, you know, anywhere in between there. But I, I'm telling you now, you can feel the Holy Ghost every time you go, <laughs> every time you go in there. That's good. That, that's another thing that Harry told me is that, you know, every religion out there has truth. Yeah. And every religion out there has lies. Yeah. It don't matter. You know, it, it's all there. You just go where you feel safe, where you feel loved. Yeah. And like you said, you feel the spirit. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I got to have that comforter with me. <laughs> you know, talking to Harry, I think would be. I'm not inviting him into, into my life by any means, but no. <laughs> I'm still too scared of that, <laughs> but I would, Understood. I would, I would appreciate being able to have a physical, you know, eye to eye kind of conversation with Harry. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get no passing thoughts from Harry because yeah. I don't want, I don't want anybody jumping inside here. I, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? My, 
I do. Yeah. Uh, that, that would freak and me yeah. out. I think you are tough as nails to be able to, to have that happen. And yeah, I don't want to sit down and have tea with them. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> that's not my thing. Yeah, I'd rather do the mind thing. Yeah. The yeah. occasional I see something or see his eye glow or hear him. Yeah. There was one time I heard him singing back here. It was it was amazing. Wow. And it wasn't like he was singing like we would sing. It was like somebody like meditating loud. And then he'd make another sound. And it had to be him because nothing else was back in the woods. There's miles, you know. Right. Yeah. I just thought it was really cool. It is cool. Man, there's so much we can learn. And yeah you you get this inside knowledge and i'm so grateful to you for for sharing it with me for coming on the show and i know it was like i know it's late at night and i gave you like hardly any notice like hey let's do it <laughs> 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 let's do it this week or whatever so i, I appreciate you doing time, you know i appreciate it. it thank you for having me on again i really appreciate that too any time <laughs> stay in touch with me I uh, will. Holler at me if anything comes up. If you need anything I can help you out with, just shoot me an email, okay? Okay. Thanks, Bo. Hey, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So that's where uh, Denise and I left off after her, you know, her three appearances on the show. And this was like mid-season of season three, okay? Um, so it's been a while. It's been, it's been a couple of years or close to it since we've since we left off there and I've just kind of tucked that away um, and, and sat on it and marinated on the possibility of Sasquatch Bigfoot being an Eliud. Uh, it checks a lot of boxes. Like I said earlier, you have the physical manifestations. <clears throat> if angels can appear, right in a physical form and you can dine with them and all that um if you can physically touch them as as what happens throughout the bible then you know that would explain the physical appearances of bigfoot if they are this um LU entity right because they are they're part angelic um the spiritual aspect the the telepathy, the uncanny abilities, the superhuman strength, the uh, all all these things that would lend, you know, that would resemble something that you would expect out of the giants of old or the Nephilim. Uh, there, well, this is their offspring, so that that would cover that. Um, the the tracks ending out in the middle of nowhere, wouldn't that explain that if they could just phase out, you know? Um, it, it just, it just answers a lot of things. So I just, like I said, I just put that away until I spoke to Megan. Um, she had come out of occult practices and witchcraft and was born again into Christianity. Okay. But she had an experience all her life. She had what she thought was a spirit guide. And towards the end of our conversation, she tells me about this thing. Um, 
and it immediately, my mind was just flooded with everything I had talked to Denise about. Check it out. Does this spirit guide, this entity, does it ever reveal itself to you by who it is? Does it ever tell you? Yeah, so he told me his name was Jason. Um, and I had actually had like multiple dreams of just this gorilla that would just watch me when I was a child. And he said that his he's an animal spirit. So apparently there's animal spirits that can also be your spirit guide. And he was gorilla. Um, and I had a necklace that had a little gorilla on it and everything because of him. And he had said he'd been with me my whole entire life. Okay. And he knew about me. That just made my stomach hurt. Yeah. Um, I, for real. For real. Mm -hmm. um, this might sound completely stupid to you because I do not know what you're into. Okay. <laughs> but I have about 65 episodes on my show that's about Bigfoot because people love to talk about Bigfoot. Oh my gosh. Are you sure that Jason was a gorilla and and not one of these Sasquatch keeper of the woods kind of entities? I know. I don't know. <laughs> because I, I asked that because I have a uh, a trilogy of shows um about the Eliud. Okay. Now mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna get weird, okay, but just hang in here with me. Okay. The Eliud. Okay, Genesis 6, mm -hmm. chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 4, and it talks about the watchers, the fallen, the sons of God. Mm -hmm. They take wives, right? Mm -hmm. Their offspring are the Nephilim, mm -hmm. the renown. Okay, those are these, these sons of God are not descendants of Seth. These are fallen angels. Okay, these are the watcher angels. They they take wives. These, yep. these children they have, these Nephilim creatures. Mm-hmm um nephilim entities or not entities but nephilim beings mm -hmm. uh, they become the men of renown they have mm -hmm. all these tribes the amorites the anakim all the ites you know the yep. hittites and okay those are all descendants they're all giants that's why joshua and caleb go into the land and they're wiping out these races of people it's not because yep. God hates big people it's because these are abominations of these fallen angels. These are not God's creation. That's why God wants them exterminated from the earth, right? Yes. Their spirit cannot ascend or descend. They're trapped here on earth. Mm -hmm. Those are your demons. Now, yep. the descendants of those Nephilim, so two generations down, the grandchildren of these watchers, mm -hmm. those are called Eliud. Okay. Okay. Those spirits are still trapped here, apparently, because mm -hmm. I talked to this lady, and I've talked to. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten into the Genesis six theories and all that stuff yet. No. I'm sure you. It, it's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and there, there's a man who wrote a book called The Genesis Six Conspiracy. His name's Gary Wayne. I recommend mm -hmm. that book. Okay. Uh, a book by Dr. Michael Heiser called The Unseen Realm. And he explains all of this way more eloquently than I'm doing right now. Okay, okay. Um, but this lady I talked to in, in Pennsylvania, she came to me just to share her Bigfoot story, okay? <laughs> About how this creature lives in the woods and it can speak to her in her mind. 
and she'll she'll go out to the woods and she'll leave gifts for it oh no and it leaves gifts back for her uh-huh. and it lets her see him every once in a while from a distance uh-huh and then he started speaking to her this mm-hmm. was not a religious woman mm-hmm. but he started telling her different uh manuscripts she should be reading that mm-hmm. the god that she believes in is not quite right mm-hmm. and he said that he was an Eliud. She had no clue what an Eliud was when she told me this. Like, I had oh. to Google it. We looked it up. But he said that the, the spirit told her that he was seeking his own redemption. Wow. Yes. And so it turned into like a whole big spiritual thing. Like, what she thought yeah. was a Bigfoot story turned into this big spiritual thing. And it, it's like he was her spirit guide. Oh my gosh. This gorilla looking creature. <laughs> okay. Coming to her. And now you got this this Jason. And hers was named she she called him Harry, but I guess it's because it looked like a big Bigfoot. But you got this Jason, this gorilla. Maybe that's what these things looked like. Yeah. Um, Esau in the Bible was covered in the red hair to the point it, where they disguise themselves with goat fur mm-hmm. so his dad wouldn't be able to tell him apart uh, when he touched him uh, his brother tricked him um so there there, there are hairy beings uh-huh uh, and there's tons of that well if you ever want to talk about that stuff we can do that some other way but i'm, I'm starting to think that these somewhere in this this lineup these leu these spirit gods whatever they're doing yes. This is what they're looking like. And I don't know why I asked you what his name was or whatever. Oh my gosh. All right. So when that was over with, I, I compiled these theories. Okay. Uh, I got all this information. I started researching, started talking to people, um, started digging in. And what wound up happening is I went on to a couple of my friends shows uh, I went on to Appalachian Intelligence and Prometheus Lens. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to those shows yet, then please go check them out. Appalachian Intelligence and Prometheus Lens. Great shows and very open-minded guys. And they would help me to just, uh, you know, to just rap about this. You know, we kind of just bounce, I bounce my ideas off of them. They throw me some more and they're like, hey, well, that would explain this. Well, here's, you know, how about this? And all it did was expand and just make me feel more sure about this or what's going on. And, you know, I have another pet project about exposing a certain dark entity. Well, when I'm, I'm talking to the, the guys at AI uh, and Justin, you know, of course she comes into it because you can't hardly talk about um, the offspring of the angels, the watchers, the fallen, uh, mating or taking wives, right? Without talking about the wives at some point. Um, we'll get into that later. But I was on Appalachian Intelligence to talk about the relationship between 
one of these queens of demons and Bigfoot and how they're related, literally. Um, but I wanted to share, you know, a, a segment of that with you guys. It's about 20 minutes of talking to Appalachian Intelligence. And then uh, I'm just going to roll straight into the conversation I had with Justin, too. Okay, so I'm not going to interrupt the two. It's just going to go from one segment to the next. And uh, then I'll get back to you about the conclusion with Denise. I've kept this, I, I felt like cl kind of close to the vest because the Bigfoot world is like a dog eat dog kind of place, man. Like it, by saying this, I stand a chance of losing half of the people that follow me because of Wes Garmer. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like a, it's, it's a one or the other kind of camp for most people. And I don't know why it can't be an and kind of right. situation, not or, you know, um, but we all hear these stories about how um, it's just a disembodied voice that you hear um, or you'll get this and you don't see anything or it shows up and then you shoot it and it blinks out of existence. Or you find these tracks and they go out and they just stop in the middle of nowhere and there's nowhere for it to have jumped to. It just looks like it just disappeared. And then there's times where you see it sitting there eating. Uh, it might grab you and shake you or whatever. Like I had a buddy, Dennis. It, it got a hold of him while he was in his hammock. One grabbed a hold of his hammock and screamed at him. But nobody else heard it. It was weird. People saw it, but they didn't hear anything vocal. Um, but it, it's just all this weird stuff that don't make sense, right? Well... I cannot remember that I should have written down the episode numbers and all this stuff, but I had a lady. Her name was Denise. Um, the episode was called, I think it was uh, like face to face or something like that. It was the first time Denise came on the show. She lived over in Pennsylvania. And she was telling me about this Bigfoot encounter that she had where it lived out in the woods and she lived in this trailer park near you know adjacent to the woods and she would go out there to walk her dog and the dog would get freaked out and then she heard it sounded like trees falling she freaked out they went back and it's it started this relationship and this curiosity with this bigfoot creature out there and she would leave him gifts and he would leave her gifts in re, you know in return and she got to where she named him harry and sometimes he would appear there'd be a little light and she sent me pictures of this these orbs that would show up around her house and stuff outside and it didn't look like a flashlight or anything it was like a little self-contained you know like an actual orb it looked legit and um he presented himself to her once or twice let her see him but then he started talking to her telepathically you know or mind speak or whatever they call it um so harry starts talking to denise and now this woman had no like, education in ancient cultures and religions and all that kind of stuff. Okay. She, I don't know where she worked at, but it was not in seminary or anything like that. <laughs> but this creature starts talking to her and telling her that uh, the Bible's a little wrong. You know, that um, 
she needs to be looking at these other books and starts giving her some some other texts to look at and recommends that she look at these things and told her that he was and she she didn't know how to pronounce it at the time like she she spelled it out to me but he told her that he was an Eliud and he was trying to seek redemption and this relationship goes on i i brought her back i wound up having denise on my show three times and by the time it was over with it was almost like harry was he had backed off trying to lead her astray he was giving her like you know warnings about things i i think he had admitted that christ is lord and this is a big foot okay <laughs> forget that this this is like a bigfoot creature and it's telling her all this stuff but i get gary wayne on the show and the episode sounded like trash because my audio kept screwing up because i have west virginia internet and i i was he was all choppy but when i was talking to gary i asked him about this because it was on my mind heavy back then and i asked him if he had ever heard of an Eliud, you know, what that was. And this is Gary Wayne talking. He said that he only found it in like one or two references in everything he's researched. And what an Eliud is, is the offspring of a Nephilim. So we have Watcher, Fallen Angel, Nephilim, Eliud. Okay. And so this is the disembodied spirit of an Eliud, and it manifests itself as this Sasquatch-looking creature. And it kind of goes in and out of this physical realm to where it can pick up things, tangible items, relocate it, leave her gifts, speak into her mind, but then just appear as an orb or just the voice, you know? And I thought, man, she might be onto something. You know, this is kind of weird. And I just sat on that for, man, that was probably a year and a half ago that I talked to her that last time. And I was like, okay, this, this sounds good. Because if we look in the Bible, and I, I know there's like, do you all listen to Blurry Creatures? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. I listen to them pretty regularly. Okay. They always have this guy on there, Tim Alberino, right? And Tim's always like, Angels are physical beings and they drive, you know, Volkswagen UFOs or whatever. I've heard Tim all I can stand. <laughs> and, uh, I get that. And yeah, I see that in the Bible, angels are physical, but angels are also spiritual. Okay. And if we're de dealing with a heavenly kind of being, you know, and that's where I have to put, that's the same camp I have to put these LEU'd into. Because we know, thanks to the book of Enoch sitting here, that demons are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, right? And so their offspring would also not have a place to go. They can't ascend, they can't descend until it's judgment, and then they'll go down forever. But in the meantime, these Eliud are stuck here too. But that doesn't mean they can't manifest you know, um, to appear real or to, or to do things, poltergeist kind of stuff, because um, it happens, right? I mean, my kitchen cabinets have slammed shut before. 
what happened? Some some kind of energy was strong enough to move that. Um, and I, so these angels in the Bible, they come out and they'll they ate with what who was it? Abraham? They sat down and ate with yep, him. Abraham you know? and Lot, all those guys um, in Sodom. Yeah, angel of the Lord even got into a wrestling match. So they can get very physical. But then you have the angels where, like Psalm 91, he will charge his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, right? They'll, bug, they'll bear you up in their hands. So they're not physical in that aspect. You know, they're, they're standing century around us in the spiritual realm. So they have to be in both camps. So I sat on this idea of these LEUs being possible, you know, like it being a thing. Then a few weeks ago, and that episode actually just released today, um, at the time we were recording this, I I did an episode with this woman, this young lady, that I found her on TikTok when she had like, I don't know, 2,000 followers. And then by the time I released the episode, she had already got up to like 24,000 followers. So like she's <laughs> she's booming because she's sharing her story, man. It is not Bigfoot related um to her but she's sharing her story her name's megan nicole um she converted from witchcraft into christianity and just the thing she was talking about i saw it i was like man this sounds awesome i want to get her on her show on my show and have her tell her full testimony because I, she keeps telling little snippets i want the whole thing so she came on told the whole show Right. Told the whole story, everything that went on. Loved it. Towards the end, and here's a spoiler alert. I don't know when you guys are releasing this or whatever. It might be a month from now, but towards the end, she's talking, man, about how all my life I've had this spirit, you know, that I thought was my spirit God. And he would come to me, but it was so weird because he looked like a big ape man. He looked like he was half monkey and half man. And I named him Jason. And, and he would tell me this and that. And he had all this knowledge. And I was like, oh, what, what did he look like? You know, can you can you describe him? And she's like, yeah, his face was kind of like it wasn't quite a monkey. It wasn't quite an ape, but it was kind of like human. But he was just massive. He's like nine feet tall and you know four feet wide and just covered in hair like a like an ape. I was like, okay, that's a friggin' Eliud, and <laughs> it's the same guy. She's down in North Carolina, you know, like it's still at it's our mountains. Um, so that for me, that kind of confirmed it. Uh, it's just like there's too many things pointing that way, and I know two anecdotal stories. You shouldn't put all your eggs into that one basket, but I am, man, uh, because I think everything is connected. I've always said everything's real and everything's connected. And I think this is the connection. I think, you know, not to say everything's demons. <laughs> Pretty much everything's a demon. You know what I mean? Like if it's not of the Lord, it's going to be something of the devil. Right. Uh, so in my black and white world, uh, I think Bigfoot, here I go. I think Bigfoot or Eliud, man. I think they're the offspring of Nephilim. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm going to stop at. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Bigfoot are the grandchildren of the fallen angels of the Watchers. There you go. 
You got Grandpappy Azazel rotting in his chains down in the abyss, still throwing in mob hits to the big feats running through these mountains. Yeah. That's I it. challenge I challenge anyone out there to prove him wrong. <laughs> yes, yeah. please do. Yeah. I challenge you. Prove him wrong. You can't do it. <laughs> Everybody, you're right about the Bigfoot world. It's ridiculous. It is, man. How dog eat dog it is. Like, how can you ever learn anything if you know everything already? But right. yet you have zero evidence of any Bigfoot ever. Yeah. But yeah. well, for anybody interested in those in that LU trilogy that Bo was talking about, that's season three, episode thirty, season three, episode seven, and season three, episode. Or no, excuse me, season two, episode 30, season three, episode seven, and season three, episode 29 on the Bump Podcast. So be sure to go I check that you. out. Thank too. you. I was trying to do my homework real quick while you were over here. I was like, oh, man. But yeah, it's, well, you know, and, and I'm kind of with you on this. That would explain, because again, I've said on here a thousand different times, I believe I believe that all of these things that people are seeing and encountering is spiritual in some form. Yeah. And I, and I say that because, and you brought up an excellent point when you have slamming cabinets in your house, it's, it's poltergeist ghost activity. When you have stuff slamming in the woods, it's, it's Bigfoot. It's some kind of cryptid activity. When you have, you, you know, all these things dependent on where you're at, they get labeled a different thing, but they're really the same thing. I mean, right. you know, this lady that you talked to, she saw this Jason creature, this gorilla, I think she said it a couple times, in her bedroom. So, I mean, right. she literally had a, a a gigantic gorilla man in her bedroom that knew everything about her. But it's one of those things like, because you do hear so many accounts and you talking about the physical aspect of it, of where people see these things. And it, it literally just sounds like a flesh and blood animal. You know, it's just reacting yeah, and, 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 and just going about their day as any normal creature in the woods would be. So for me and kind of putting the pieces together from listening to you and, and having the conversations with you as to where I thought your line of thinking was going with this. And then trying to look at it from, from my end, from my point of view. Okay. So we know the demonic, they take on the form or can take on the form of a lot of animals, right? Right, yeah. You'll hear people that will say they see feline-like entities or goat-like entities or all these different things. So for me, it could be even it's it's possible in my opinion that these Eliud, these these entities that are left here, you know, in that same kind of realm, in that spiritual realm leaning towards the dark side is it possible that they can take on this is the form that they choose to show right. up as and you know maybe this was they wanted to pick this creature because it was the most 
you know, intimidating and big and brutish for them. Their parents were Nephilim. They're a step down. So they're like, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm not as big. I'm not as strong. I'm not as fast. I don't even have a second row of teeth. I got only got right. five fingers. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, a, I'm not even a ginger. I, I don't know what to do anymore. Maybe they're like, you know, go out looking like Esau. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to pick the biggest, baddest flipping thing in the woods. And that's what I'm going to manifest myself to look like. Yeah, man. Or, you know, they could just be Jeff Bezos or, you know, anybody in BlackRock or Vanguard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. They're shapeshifters, man. Shapeshifters. There's lizard lizard people everywhere. Railroads. (laughs) Sam. Yeah, there's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's what I've heard. But no, man, I really like that theory. I do. Because it, again, just like Ryan said, nobody can prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, the the minute somebody drags out a physical body, I'll back off on that yeah. completely. I'll be like, you were you were right, you know? Or if I just next week, if somebody says something that I like better, I might change my mind yeah. and go with that too. You know, I'm not, I'm not married to this. It's just where I'm at right Open now. Open you know? minded. Yeah. Yes. Well, we just got, well, never mind. I won't get into that. But yeah, I, mean, I, re- I really like that theory. I really, really do. I mean, it, it's one of those things for me, you know, and obviously looking at the world from a biblical worldview, we know the Bible's full of the supernatural. We know that, just like you said, there's a lot of supernatural events that that bled over from that spiritual realm to the physical realm. I mean, it just did. It yep. did in a lot of different instances and in a lot of different cases, and people just want to be like, oh, well, that was just the Old Testament. That's people writing a bunch of storybooks. Well, you don't get much more supernatural than the New Testament, than the, right. the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That does, You don't get any more supernatural than that. Right. You know, the- so for for me, it's just like all of this stuff to me has a spiritual feel. It's something that's able to to move and you can call it what you want from whatever wherever you're looking at this from. You can call it interdimensional or multiversal or you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But these things, there's there's too many reports there's too many accounts from people that these things are just there one minute and gone the next and i'm not just talking about bigfoot i'm talking all of these cryptids all of these hauntings all of this ufo activity all of these everything that's wrapped up in the paranormal you have so many stories of there one minute gone the next I saw this, heard this, wretched to get my phone, boom, gone. Tried to get a witness, and, boom, gone. And what else? I used the name of Jesus and it left. Oh, yeah. That's 90% of the time. You, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> why, why, would, why would you get in a hurry to leave? You know? Demons tremble. That's why. Yeah. You're uh, right. I, it just... It all just adds up for me right now, man. Um, but yeah, that's Bigfoot's an Eliud, and I like saying the word Eliud. I sound really smart when I say it. The Eliud, you know? Eliud. <laughs> well, I. It's just a fun word to say. Yeah, Eli, Eliud. 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 I feel like 
I, like, I feel like Chris Farley in in the <laughs> Rowett. Rowett. Limit. Limit. <laughs> Chris Farley and David Spade, one of the best combos ever. Oh gosh. <laughs> but no, I really do. I like that theory. I like that line of thinking because it would explain away, you know, a lot of the and I'm in the camp of if it brings you fear and anxiety and confusion and chaos and steers you in a direction that's not in what we would think of as a representation of Christ being love and light and compassion and joy and and peace, then it's probably of the demonic or some sense, something tied in or around because I, I, I mean, me personally, I believe there's a whole lot of entities out there that are just kind of swimming around in that neutral ground. Right. That ain't going to, ain't going to plant their flag on in either camp, but mercenaries. <laughs> yeah. They're mercenaries. They're, they're hitting me. They're, they're yeah. just going to work for whoever. Yeah. But we also know the Bible says is if you're not with God, then you're with Satan in the world. So, right. I mean, you may not plant your flag in a camp but you've already planted your flag in a camp yeah your, your flag's getting planted <laughs> yeah let me ask you this um i, I was i've hinted around at this kind of stuff before but i got some confirmation on a on a thought that i had but it is nowhere near in biblical or extra biblical texts whatsoever this is just anecdotal okay uh based on a couple of stories that i've heard out of what 210 stories that i've went through on the show um and it's about bigfoot and it's about these leu that i mentioned just a second ago i asked gary wayne um because there's a lady that come on my show and she said that this Bigfoot creature, okay, out in the the woods of Pennsylvania, this she ran into this Bigfoot creature. It revealed itself to her. They formed a relationship, like gifting, and it would gift stuff back. And then it starts the telepathy, you know, the mind speak, they call it. And it starts telling her all these things like, hey, you need to read this book. Uh, the Bible's wrong about this. You need to look over here. And made her feel a little uneasy because it was going like against the Bible. She asked him, like they, they get to the part where she's asking him what he is, you know, all this stuff. And this woman at the time had zero, she, she said flat out, I don't know anything about these about Bible history or, you know, she wasn't well versed in any of it. She said, but he told me that he was, and it was mispronounced at the time. We had to look it up together to figure out what it was, but uh, it was an Eliud is what he told her that he was an Eliud seeking redemption. I had no clue what that was. So I got a hold of Gary Wayne. I had him on my show the audio was crap because I had bad internet at the time and I want to, I want to redo with him. But <laughs> uh, he said that he found like one reference 
to an Aleut, and it was the offspring of a Nephilim. So it's like Watcher, Nephilim, Aleut. And that's what this thing told her he was. Okay? And seeking redemption, which you're not going to get it, you know? Yeah. But uh, I was like, I carried that with me because I talked to Denise, the woman that had this encounter, uh, like three times. So we, we kept following up and I've talked to her several times in emails and contacts since then. And um, things were kind of tapered off, but I let it go. You know, I was like, just kind of pin that, save it for later. I talked to a woman uh, a couple of weeks ago. She's really, I'm actually releasing the episode this week. It, it releases October 25th about her personal journey from leaving witchcraft and going into Christianity. Okay. Yeah. Totally unrelated kind of episode. Well, at the very end, she tells me that she, <laughs> she said ever since she was a kid, she had what she thought was this spirit God. And she said, I got to look at him a couple of times and his, uh, she said, he told me his name was Jason. And she said, but he looked funny. Now, we hadn't discussed Bigfoot. I don't even know if she believes in Bigfoot. Like, to this day, I don't know if she believes in Bigfoot. She said, but he looked like some kind of giant half ape, half man. Hmm. And It, it brought me straight back to this Eliud creature. Yeah. That it, this thing was trying to lead her into witchcraft. Um, looks like a Bigfoot. Looks like an Esau. They taught them in the book of Enoch anyway. The cutting yes. of roots, enchantments. and Yes. Yes. So... It, it It's all tying in together, man. And that's, that's what I think. That's why you know, and people argue like um, Tim Alberino is like, no, angels are physical beings. I believe, and I could be way wrong. And I, I guess I'll find out one day. I, I don't see why these spiritual beings cannot manifest in a physical sense. You know, I know angels walked into Sodom and Gomorrah you know I know that they did I know they sat down and they ate um with Abraham I I know the angels can be physical mm -hmm. but they also just appear you know <laughs> and they're fighting in the spiritual world right when God charges his angels concerning us to guard us in all of our ways Psalm 91 I don't have a team of dudes standing outside of my house. It's a spiritual sense. So there yeah. has to be a physical and spiritual connection here. Like there's an overlap somewhere. So these LEUs. Just like we talked about, you know what I mean? It, then yes. It, it, everybody wants to, it's this or this. Well, no, what right. if it's this and this? It, it has to be. And I think these LEUs, I think that's why Bigfoot's so evasive on camera. I think that's why you see footprints go into the woods and then just stop. You know, where did they go? I think they are, and I don't want to say interdimensional, but they can go from the physical realm to the spiritual realm. 
And I think that they, it's just as easy as us, you know, traveling from one town to the next. Opening a door. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or going outside. You're right. That's it. As easy as that's going from inside to outside. I think that's what they're doing. And I think that's what the, these encounters are. Why do they see them out in the woods? I don't know. Maybe they're uh, wandering the wilderness until they go back to another home. But I think that's it, man. Um, She gave me that, at least for me, for now, I think Bigfoot or Elliot. Well, what I was hoping that would be the uh, fourth and final installment of the Elliot saga um, is it going to end the way I had hoped? Um, what it turned into is just an email or two exchanged between me and Denise. But I wanted to read it to you. So this is my closure. And with that, I give you closure, I hope. Um, I'll just read it back and forth. And leave any of my own thoughts or opinions out of this part and just uh, let this be the end. I have the utmost respect for Denise. I think she's a wonderful person. I thoroughly enjoy talking to her. Um, We shared some laughs. We shared some, uh, some mind blowing moments and her experiences no matter how she views them or I view them, her experiences changed my perception of a lot of things. Um, we might not even agree on, you know, the final result, but hey, it's been like I owe her a gigantic thank you. So thank you, Denise, if you ever listen to this. I truly appreciate you for letting me inside um, this relationship you have with Harry. And I wish you the very best. Now, let me, let me get to the emails. Um, It starts off. Hey, Denise, this was sent on January 8th. I said, Hey, Denise, I just wanted to check in with you to see how things are going. I hope all is well. I think about your experiences and encounters with Harry all the time still. I'm absolutely mind-blown. See? Mind-blown. At the things he shared with you. Have you heard from him lately, or has he moved on? Has anything else been going on since we talked last? Uh, Talk to you again soon. God bless. She responds January 9th. Um, Pretty sure it was early in the morning. Says, hi, Bo. Nice to hear from you. Happy and peaceful new year to you and yours. Yes, I have heard from Harry. I also had several visits. This most likely sounds strange, but I can say that Harry told me that Jesus was born 8 BC. Jesus was murdered at the age 33, as we all know. Subtract 8 from 33, you get 25. 2,000 years ahead, you get 2025 from his death. Evil rules for 2,000 years before the end times. Also, the stars and planets were aligned in the form of the woman in Revelation, given birth in 2017. That is when the tribulation started. 
add seven years, and that's 2025. I'm still trying to digest that all. Even stranger, I woke up after five this morning, and something made me check a camera I have up. I recorded a large figure with a large stride. It was near a, a charity clothing drop box that's 10 feet tall. The figure was almost as tall. A short while later, I saw your email. I have to admit, it's very confusing. I battle with, is it all in my head? Or is it something being put in my head? Either way, I don't like it. But it's all food for thought. All I can do is stay open-minded and see what happens. It looks like Israel is going to take Jerusalem and restore the temple like Harry told me before. So much is happening in the world. I keep having dreams about nuclear fallout. Maybe my mixed up subconscious. I don't know what else to say. Please stay safe and happy. Sounds goofy in these times, but do try, as I will do the same. Jesus taught me that we should love one another, make peace with one another, not to harm a hair on the heads of the babes. Jehovah said that if we don't obey him, he will destroy us. Like all the stories in the Old Testament, Jehovah started wars, discrimination, and murdered babies. Maybe Harry is right. <clears throat> and Jesus is going to kick Jehovah's, I'll, I'll say but. Um, maybe Jehovah is the beast and is fooling people all over the planet, like Harry said. All I know is choose Jesus, period. In the forbidden, quote-unquote, book of Judas, Jesus told the disciples, his father is not the one and same as theirs. Hmm. God bless. And then she sends another one right behind that. In case you're wondering, 1,000 years Jesus reigned, the spread of Christianity after he was murdered. 1,000 years of evil after let loose equals one equals 2,000 years. So I read this email and I responded that very morning with, oh my goodness, thank you for letting me know all this. I feel like I've learned a lot about the Eliud from studying and researching lately. And from what I can figure out so far, I hope this doesn't offend you in any way, but it looks like Harry is trying to deceive you about God. Eliud are the children of Nephilim. So they are the grandchildren of the fallen watchers. When they were killed out, parentheses, the reason why God ordered for them to be wiped out is because they were an abomination. God isn't the evil one. In parentheses, or died in the flood, their spirits were trapped on earth as demons. Harry is a demon trying to confuse you and turn you from God. Don't trust the book of Judas. God bless and keep you. Please consider telling Harry to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. If you'd want to get together on the show and talk about all this, I'm totally down for it. A lot of people would love an update, and it may help them out. I have tons more information to explain while I'm so feeling so strong about it, and I believe it was on my heart to message you for a reason. Let's talk ASAP. Um, then at 6.54 a.m. Uh, this morning, the day I'm recording this, January 10th, 
Denise says, thank you for your kind words. I don't feel it would be in my best interest to be on the show. Thanks for the invite, though. No offense. I consider myself to be uh, agnostic. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I consider myself to be a Gnostic. It could be agnostic, but it says a Gnostic, capital G. So it's two words. Harry can't turn me against something I never was for to begin with. It doesn't make a difference to me if he's alien, demon, or whatever. Knowledge comes from all kinds of packages. I also do research, but not just info that aligns with a certain religious belief. I love reading Greek, Norse, and Roman mythology. The Anunnaki stories are really cool. My favorite TV show is Agent Aliens. Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, Wiccan, even Luciferian have a lot to offer. I have friends of many different belief systems, and I respect their choices. I learn a great deal from all of them. I don't judge or tell them they are being misled. I accept and love them for the wonderful people they are, and none of them try to scare me, shame me, or fix me to convert to their way of thinking, besides Christians and Jehovah's Witnesses. My motto is live and let live, to each his own. I believe the world will be a much better place if that was practiced more often. A great teacher, not Harry, that I respect says, write your own gospel, live your own myth. I love just being me. So this morning I returned um, that email with, with my last one. I said, I understand, no offense taken, and I truly hope I didn't offend you in any way. The message I sent comes from a place of love and friendship. That's all. No shame or scaring. I hope you'll keep in touch as life goes along and that you'll share with me anything that helps you or that may help me to grow. I love learning. And she said, I appreciate that. Thank you. Peace be with you. Um, I wanted to share that just as an, an ending. You know, we need bookends on everything. So this is the ending of the Eliud series. Um, I felt like it was worth reading it in full. Uh, like I said, I highly respect Denise. I highly respect um, that she chose to turn down uh, a fourth appearance on the show. I mean, I get that. Um, I didn't expect it to end this way. And like I said, Denise, if you're listening, I didn't mean to offend you in any way. Um, I wish you nothing but the very best. I really, really do. I hope. Life is very kind to you. And I do agree that we need to seek Jesus. Um, if anybody has any questions or comments, now that we've ended this, <laughs> this long series, and uh, I've, I've, formed, <clears throat> I've formed my opinion on what I think the majority of these Bigfoot sightings are based off of what I started to learn here. So it's been very enlightening for me, a very educational experience. Um, 
getting to meet Denise and how things have progressed is interesting. Um, but that's it. I love you guys. God bless. If you want to support the show, don't forget, buy me a coffee.com forward slash the bump podcast. All right. But if you want to be on the show, just reach out at the bump podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach me on the bump phone at 304-812-0553 and find me on social media. All right. Good night. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have an experience or an encounter that you'd like to share, holler at me. You can reach me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com or by the bump phone at 304-812-0553. Leave a text or a voicemail either way and I'll get back to you. Also, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. Stick around after this for a special invitation. Thank
Come on. Yeah. Shady with the saints of old, with their troubles far behind them to never suffer anymore. I'm going home in the morning. personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says it really simply that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you. God's will. 
called me up one night just to say, Brother, if you would, I need you to pray. So I went to the altar, I fell down on my knees and I prayed, I asked the Lord if he would heal him, and now he's living. If you're here feeling lonely and your burdens you no longer can bear, just come on up to this altar and take it to the Lord in prayer come on up to this altar and fall down on your knees and pray ask the Lord to forgive you and you'll be Better days